Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Robin Tyler. On today's podcast, we discuss a Christmas classic, Scrooged. Frank Cross is a man of true vanity, whose specialty is inhumanity. He's fired? It's Christmas. Thank you. Call the county. Stop his bonus. Then he saw three new whips. Now, what scares him the most? Christmas present. Oh. There's a chance that he's losing his sanity. Oh, I'm having the weirdest day. Bill Murray, Scrooged, rated PG-13. Starts Wednesday, November 23rd at Theaters Everywhere. Tyler, buddy, how you doing? I'm great, thanks. Great, thanks. I'm in the, I'm in the Christmas mood. I'm, Are you? I'm, yeah, I'm feeling the season. Our house has been decorated since uh, Thanksgiving week, so uh, every day I just wake up, turn on the Christmas lights, and... I'm happy. Okay. So, like, what gets you in the Christmas mood? Just the lights? Like, that is a big part of it is having the house set up, um, having the tree. We have a fake tree now, I'm sorry to say. It's okay. No, it's not. But it's a really nice looking fake tree. So, yeah, the, <laughs> the lights, you know, the, the things we set up in the house, that's what really kicks it off. And then I start watching the movies. Where does one get a Christmas tree in Tucson, Arizona? Well, they're delivered from on trucks from Oregon. Okay daily so you can get some really nice trees but you know you buy it they're now they're like 60 70 bucks for a decent sized one and then they die in two weeks so so you don't have any place that you can go and like actually cut it down or someone will cut it down for you you know the answer to that this is the <laughs> desert I, I don't know about the mountains though i mean yeah there are there are douglas firs up on the mountain nearby but i don't know if i've never heard anybody doing that look dick i understand there's not one growing outside of your house uh, hey. but i thought maybe like mount lemon you know, you can just grow up there, Clark Griswold style, and fucking, you know, take the Hanson family out there and cut it down. That's probably a possibility. But they're, uh, yeah, Oregon ships them down. That was the Fuck greatest it. thing about visiting Oregon. I was born there, but they hadn't visited for 25 years. And then we drove up, we flew up, and we're driving through to the coast, and I pass a Christmas tree farm. Mm-hmm. And it was the greatest thing in the world. Christmas trees are about the fav- my favorite thing on the planet. And there's just this huge ass hillside of Christmas trees growing, and uh, well, Oregon became the best state in the world because of it. So Rob, hello. I want to ask Tyler Hi, a question real quick. I want to unpack that a little bit because I'm 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 very I'm enjoying this conversation already so much because I love Christmas. What about a Christmas tree is about your favorite thing in the world? The smell. All right. Um, and it just it's it is the the um. I don't know. Is there anything more Christmas than a Christmas tree? No, but what about the sap? The sap is what <laughs> bothers me. I mean, you're sloppy if, the, if that's a problem consistently. So you set it up, it might be a problem, and then you take it down, it's a problem. That's two days of the year. I think the problem is is you're getting it from Oregon, so there might not be as much sap. I mean, in California, we have Christmas tree lots, Christmas really? tree farms. Like, you can go and, yeah, you can go and have them cut down, too. Um, and they're sappy as fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just like ev- all over me, man. So we got oh, the fake tree. We got the fake tree this year. Right. Um, we just have no room. So we had to get like this l- tall, like thin, like almost like mm. cylinder shaped Christmas tree just because we don't like with all the baby shit, we got no room for a Christmas tree right now. And it bums me out, but we got to have something. You do. And then you buy the little, the little pine smelling things <laughs> and you put them in there and you're like, fuck the it. The spray. Not the spray. They have like little things that look like ornaments almost uh-huh. like they're like these cylinder green things and you just hang them in there and you're like ah oh, it smells like pine freshener like the things you hang from your car w- mirror 
kind of, but oh, they're no. they're more like cylinder like and they're long and thin. Okay. And they sell them it, at Christmas time, and you hang them in the tree, or you can get the pine cones that they have that are scented. Okay. Yeah. Whatever, man. <laughs> I got a fucking baby. I don't have. I can't. I can't have a real tree right now. I got no room. <laughs> Hi, Rob. Hi, buddy. <laughs> we have a Christmas tree farm, like a stone's throw away, where they wow. grow fucking Christmas trees. And yeah, currently, man. I have a fake Christmas tree, and I am <laughs> proud to have that fake Christmas tree. Have you ever cut down your own Christmas tree? Shit, yeah, of course I have. I've done it all. It's awesome, right? It's great. It really is. And there was one point, and I think once you become a father and you kind of have this moment, that I was dragging both kids out in the middle of like a snowstorm to go cut down this tree. And um, I'm like, and I'm like, all right, which tree are we going to go? And the kids are like, we don't want to get out of the car. And then I'm like, Heidi, what are we going to do? And she's like, just pick a tree. And I'm like, what the hell are we doing? So I cut the damn tree down. That was the last real tree we we, damn. we murdered. So, so they have ones around here where you can go do it yourself. Yeah. Or you can go pick it out and then some schmo does it for you. No, you and I'm cut like, that what's bitch the point down. of that? No, no. Like, why not just go to a Christmas tree lot and just yeah. pick one? What's the point of watching some poor bastard have to cut down your Christmas tree? Now, granted, it's 65 here. It's yeah. not exactly, they're not in their galoshes, you know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, cool, they're wearing like a fucking t-shirt. But I'm just saying, like, if you're going to go to the Christmas tree lot to cut down your own Christmas tree, like, cut your Christmas tree down. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. It is Tyler, 21 out, degrees, and I got a foot of snow on the ground. So, oh, again, how... I'm content with my fake tree. <laughs> how warm is it in your house? 62 degrees, sir. No, again. <laughs> a consistent now, 62 degrees. Now, Heidi's sleeping, I got to imagine. Heidi is... We had a very we long We don't want to say it too loud. So, okay. um... Heidi is potentially still. All right, so, all right, so <laughs> Heidi is currently um, into. Cr- so she she has a cricket machine. A cricket machine, for people who don't know, is like this little machine that cuts like vinyl and stuff, and it's mm, really yeah. meant for like sh- like people who scrapbook, but um, or like but, the people that make their own T-shirts use it too, yeah. like stuff like that. So she's currently making little wizard uh, ornaments um, for mm-hmm. the Washingtonville Wizards. Again, we're the Wizards. And she's making them for, like, the kids' teachers. Like, that's the Christmas gift they were giving the teachers. Um, But then she posted it on who the fuck knows. And all of a sudden, she's, like, (laughs) taking orders for it. Nice. So this woman is just making just a shit ton of, like, wizard ornaments for everybody Mm -hmm. on the planet. So she Mm -hmm. is currently probably at 11 o'clock at night uh, making wizard ornaments. Is she getting paid? She is, I have no idea what she's getting paid. She's not sharing that information with me. But okay, I know there is a profit. I just don't know what the margin is. Oh, yeah. No, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk yeah. about that. I don't know who's listening. I'm sure you don't have your taxes in order. So we don't want to talk about We have not started an LLC. We have not done yeah, that. No, we're, yeah, this is... This is I have but, nothing to do with this. Tyler? I'm, I'm trying to Google on Etsy, like, Wizard Christmas <laughs> Ornament. I want some of these. It's got to be Harry Potter, right? No, it's oh, like it's yeah. a bo- not to give away her secrets. It's like a Christmas ball with like a nose that's made out of like the uh, the clay that you like throw into the toaster to like mm-hmm. set it, and then she sure. throws like material around the head in like a cone, and she puts like a big W on there for wizards, and on the back she puts like the teacher's name, and then like just like a little bit of fur for the beard. So it's like relatively simple, but she she's like making an empire out of it. I mean, allegedly. Allegedly. Like I don't know. I haven't, seen the ta- I haven't seen the records, so I don't know. 
you'll have to share it on uh, the Discord app. I want to oh, see yeah. what these are like. Yeah, as yeah, long well, as nobody we... puts an order in, we'll be good. <laughs> are we yeah. all getting one? Like, what are what are we getting? Everybody's getting the Washington Wizard ornaments. Wizard <laughs> ornaments for everybody. Tyler, would there if if you were to get a package in the mail from from the Leonard family, right? You would for sure think it was something from Washingtonville, correct? Uh, yeah, it's got to be. I would, and, and I would welcome that. I've, I've professed my love for Washingtonville just based on yeah. what I hear about it. That's, we actually just, had our annual Christmas parade tonight. No big ooh. deal. Huh. Nice. Huh. So it's all the, I, um, I, the people make floats and like the fire trucks come out and like the open carry law is like completely like lifted and just people are like it's it was a. It was an interesting it's 21 evening. degrees outside. Oh, we were freezing our balls off out there. But I did get a new get like winter hat, here. so like things are good. So it's what good. is a winter hat? It's a winter like a little like you know with a thing with like a little ball on top, like a winter hat. A beanie? Like a beanie with like the ball on top. Yeah, a beanie with a ball on top. Like I, don't I know thought we're the... talking about like like fucking cousin Eddie. Oh no! Like come with on. the flaps that come down <laughs> on the side. What are you a Shitter's tourist? Full. No. <laughs> We're so good. in California, Rob, we have the the Newport Beach uh, boat parade, oh. where everybody mm-hmm. sails their boats around the, right. the the bay and decorates those. Yeah, currently there is no water moving in the area. Everything <laughs> is frozen solid. We're good. <laughs> well, this is in the ocean, so no yeah. freezing. Yep, yeah, it's freezing. So, and then we get the the yeah. cricks, the creeks, but they call them cricks. It's uh, it's fifty nine degrees here right now. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to let you know. Yeah, fifty nine. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no, that's cool, not man. us. Yeah, it was cool. It was fun. Twenty one degrees right now. If you were to go outside, no big deal. <laughs> you might die. <laughs> well, you for sure would die. Um, Tyler, so I asked on the last podcast um, that you were not part of as Pop Culture News Pod. Mm. How 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 the crew felt about Christmas movies, and I, I asked the question: Are Christmas movies actually good, hmm. or are you just excited that Christmas is upon us, right? Because all the Christmas movies, for the most part, have the same, like, uh, story arc, mm. right? It's, 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 there's not a lot of differentiating factors in a Christmas movie. Um, so do you think, before we start talking about Scrooge, which we all love, do you think, like, Christmas movies are actually a good genre of movies? That's a good question. And based on the last Christmas movie we talked about, Christmas Vacation... <laughs> I, I would. I think I lean toward maybe not. I, I don't want to say yes or no definitively either way. But that movie is one as a kid I loved and watched it right. many many times and loved it. And then you know I try to go several years between my Christmas movie viewings of, of mm-hmm. a certain movie just to keep them special. And so having watching it again for the first time in a number of years last year, I was really disappointed. And I think I raised the point okay. in the podcast. Um, is this? Do we love this movie because we loved it back then? And now your question raises a good point: Is it? Do we love it just because it makes us love Christmas and it and it and Christmas? It means that Christmas is here. So that could have been that could be a part of it. That, sure. And maybe these movies aren't that great. It just signals the start of a season that we love, um, and we get nostalgic about them because maybe they're not that great. So there was two. There's two questions that were kind of. I posed during that that conversation during the pop culture news, um, and what you're saying makes complete sense. The two questions were, well, Jared asked one: Is there a Christmas movie you'll watch at other times of the year, not just Christmas? And mm-hmm. I think that would then tell you 
if you actually like that movie yeah. and you think it's a good movie. And I said right off the top, um, Home Alone. So I'll watch mm-hmm. Home Alone all year round. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas would be one as well, but I didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one question. And is there a movie for you, like a Christmas movie that you can think of that you would watch not just at Christmas season? A true Christmas movie? No, I, I, I would probably not. Since many people consider Die Hard to be a Christmas movie, that's <laughs> we, one I we, would watch year-round. We huh? took that out. That was one okay. that we took out right off the bat because we said, you know, that's obviously not the same <laughs> story arc, not the archetype yeah. of, a, of a normal Christmas movie. And then uh, the other question was, are Halloween movies better than Christmas movies? Because yeah. for a Halloween, for a movie to be like, quote, unquote, Halloween, it just has to be kind of a horror movie, right? Or a suspense right. movie. Christmas movie has to have something to do with Christmas, even Die Hard. Yeah. Even, I mean, Rob will say Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. Sure. Some people will say Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you think Halloween movies are better films than Christmas movies? No. And I know you don't don't like horror movies, right? I don't love them. I loved them. I mean, I really liked them uh, when we were growing up. I don't love the newer horror movies, and I I just don't see them that much. But um, no, I I would – I think – when I heard that on the last episode, no, my uh, opinion was just that, no, Christmas movies are, it's a better genre. Okay. Um, I think just because it's harder to define what is a Halloween movie and there aren't, there aren't that many true Halloween movies the way there that, are true Christmas movies. Yeah. There are not too many movies that actually ha- happen on Halloween, obviously. Because right. um, I know you and I talked, I said Get Out was a, was a horror movie, right? That I would watch around Halloween. You said mm. absolutely not. You, yeah. you don't think of it as a horror movie. I came back around on that one, though. You're right. That is a horror movie. Yeah. I mean, it has horror elements in it, but it's obviously not just like a, it's not a slasher movie. And I think that's the thing, too, with with Halloween movies, you can they even then fall into like subgenres. Yeah. So, yeah. Rob. Yeah. We talked on the Pop Culture News podcast last time about how much you hated Christmas. Uh, that's Christmas. not true. That's not true. <laughs> That's absolutely true. That is not true. I like Christmas quite a bit. It's it's the it's the <laughs> I, I, not to defend it again. You're making me fucking defend it again. It's like the it, it disrupts my life. Like the de- decorations, it disrupts my life. I just I'm. It's not that I don't like it. I just enjoy like putting it away. Right now, the house mm. is fucking Christmas. We are in it. Like sure, the elf, the decorations, the tree. Like we're in it. But okay. Uh, um. But to go back to your earlier point. Um, I was just watching Scrooge the other day, um, okay. and that is a movie that I could watch at any point of the year and still kind of like enjoy it. And another movie that I like awkwardly get like a, an interest in watching over the summer months for some reason is A Christmas Story. And like mm. I watched the shit out of that movie because it's on for 24 hours and I used to watch yeah. it like one after the other after the other like I'm that guy. <laughs> But um, those are the two movies that I'm like kind of, you know, I always can go back to. But um, what's fun is I got my kids asked about Home Alone. So I was like, oh, you know, we can watch Home Alone. And I haven't watched Home Alone in a million fucking years. That movie Mm. is hysterical. It is still funny. Yeah. Yeah, That I mean, that's that movie is sneaky, probably like in my top 20 films of all Mm -hmm. time, because I have such I remember going to see it. Uh, I remember like who I saw it with. I just that movie brings back so many memories, but it still holds up. Oh, it's amazing! Like and... it, it hits on, and I like this. And I know Tyler's gonna be like, "You son of a bitch!" I love the second one too. Now I know <laughs> the second one's not near the movie at the, uh, the first one, but I enjoy the second one a lot. Second one's fun because we watched the second one right after we're like we were those, yeah. those people. 
Uh, the second one is fun. It's like it's not that it's the second one's a bad movie. The second one's actually really good too, but the first one is the uh, the better one. But on Netflix right now is a uh, documentary series called The Movies That Made Us. So I'd said a couple of weeks ago we were talking about huh. like the toys that made us. So now there's okay. the movie that made us. The first five episodes are Die Hard, Home Alone, uh, Dirty Dancing, and then hmm. two others that are not coming into my brain right now. But it they, the shows are great. They're documentaries for each one. And the Home Alone one is fantastic. Nice. I would recommend if you have not watched, I don't know if anybody else does this, but me, if you have not watched home alone with the commentary on oh yeah and it's all it is is chris columbus and macaulay culkin oh cool and it's fantastic because macaulay culkin essentially the whole time says like every single adult was such a prick to him (laughs) while filming (laughs) and because it was like this kid who's like a relatively unknown is like top bill he gets all the Mm -hmm. top billing and i think he says like pretty much the only person that was nice to him was joe pesci Really? Oh, really? Like everybody else was pretty terrible to him. Oh, poor kid. Which is crazy because, but I guess, I think Macaulay Culkin's dad is like a notorious asshole. Oh. So that oh, could yeah. have something to do with it, right? He could have been, his dad could have been just a prick to everybody too. Who was the uncle? Uncle Frank? Dude. <laughs> yeah, man. One of the greatest villains of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you did, if you, guys, you little jerk. If, yeah, man. If you guys haven't gone back and listened, I mean, I'm not trying to like toot my own horn, but the the <laughs> Home Alone podcast that Damien and I did is is I one of my favorites that we've Gold. done. That's, that's when the HAU was born. That's oh, when that's the right. HAU was born. That's right. The 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 fact that John John Candy is actually a crossroads demon, like I'm I'm in <laughs> on that theory, is amazing. Wow. They go that, into that in the documentary that John Candy was only paid like 400 bucks for his what? role yeah. in Home Alone. And the pizza boy possible? actually made more money than he did. He was doing it as a favor to um, oh. John Hughes. Mm. Da- Damien might be getting that uh, little Nero's silk, like satin jacket for Christmas. <laughs> because I found a place that makes them. Awesome. <laughs> so he might be getting one of those for Christmas. Spoiler. Uh, yeah, there, spo- are some, uh, there are some amazing laugh out loud moments in that movie. Yeah. In Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. Every time I watch it, I, it just takes me, it surprises me every time. Just how much how hard i laugh at certain moments in that movie so that is something so like rob and i talked about on the ed wood podcast um a lot of times like the christmas movies i don't watch start to finish even during the holidays like i'll throw it on i'll watch it and it'll start and finish but i might not be like fully engaged mm-hmm. and that's how it is kind of with ed wood the last like handful of times i watched it and then watching it with the pod for the pod i forgot how many like memorable lines there are yeah <laughs> and then same with this movie like Bill Murray is fucking killing it. Like just oh, yeah. throwing out these lines, super dry. Yep. And he's just he's killing me like the whole movie. And I was down here laughing to myself mm-hmm. watching this movie last night. And Nicolette's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm fucking laughing at one of the greatest com- comedic geniuses of all time." Yeah. Like this shit is getting me. <laughs> so yeah, Tyler, you uh, real quick, you watched Ed Wood last night. I watched it last night. Oh, did and? you? I need, I need to, I need to listen to the podcast now. Nice. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, how did you feel about it? I, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought Mark Landau um, was phenomenal, mm-hmm. in, in incredible performance. Uh, Johnny Depp, the the shtick, or you know his the way he comes across as Edward took me a little bit to get used to. I, I was kind of ex- I wasn't expecting that type of uh, personality, but sure. uh, I loved it. That's a great movie. Awesome, thanks. Awesome, yeah. yep. 
I mean, Rob and I like that pod, so give it a listen. That pod is not getting very many downloads. It's so not we can that use all the downloads. <laughs> I was uh, I haven't listened yet because I wanted to. I didn't want to have it spoiled. I don't think that podcast has hit a thousand downloads yet, Rob. What? That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Fuck you. Boris Karloff? Does not, what does he say? Does not. Does uh, not deserve to smell my shits. That's what it is. <laughs> How dare that asshole bring up Karloff? <laughs> uh, all right, can we, uh, you yes, want to talk I'm about sorry. Scrooge? Yeah, Scrooge, yeah. we're doing Scrooge. I'm with you. So Rob, you're not prepared for this. Not at all. I'm free balling here. I'm just, you know, I <laughs> I was done early with my evening, and I decided to jump on. I don't know if freeballing is the right, no. is the right, uh, is the right free, term for that. No. Yeah, freestyle? No, not no, freestyle. Free definitely not freeballing. Freeballing means you're just kind of like you're just there. You're just kind of like you're uh, just definitely going means with you're not them. wearing underwear. Yeah, I mean that's what that means too. <laughs> but like, yeah, when you're just okay. like you're just unprepared and you're just here and you're just. Flapping in the breeze, you're free balling. <laughs> that also means free balling, flapping in the breeze, which means no underwear. <laughs> Definitely not flapping in the breeze at 21 degrees. No, 29 degrees. But I'll commentate. Okay. I'll be good. This is this is my wheelhouse. I'm good. I didn't know what he was going to say there. Um, <laughs> synopsis, yes? Sure. Let's hear it. All right. A selfish, cynical television executive is haunted by three spirits bearing lessons on Christmas Eve. Pretty solid. Yeah. No, if that's all I had to go on, I wouldn't have watched one second of this movie. Okay, Good you know you, what you're Tyler. getting going into it, right? It's it's a Christmas Carol, so. Yeah, but the point of these on IMDb is if you don't know, it's supposed to tell you what the movie's about. Yep. I'm like, and I guess it does, but it, I wouldn't in the watch most one broad second. sense, it does. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I send it back. Why don't you get a job doing this? <laughs> you're a writer. So yeah, I know. I, I shouldn't say that because these people have a sentence to sum up a two-hour movie, and so it's not a job. Well, the, I uh, I don't envy these the, people. So The I, problem I is they don't use a sentence all the time. They use like a fucking paragraph, and then sometimes they give me 12 words. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway. Rob, what do you think about that? I'm sorry. I was looking at quotes, so I wasn't paying attention to what the fuck. Cool. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got Free sucked balling. into quotes because I, like I'm trying to prepare at this. You're point, good, man. So. You're good because again, I'm gonna have most of them in mind. Oh, I'm probably <laughs> gonna, and I'm sure Tyler's gonna have quite a bit. Oh, so what you're saying is I can't pick my own quotes? Not at all. I'm just all saying right. most of them may be covered, but have at it. It's gonna right. be a little while before we get to that category. All right, I was just super excited about it. I'm sorry. Perfect. Came out in 1988. Nice. Anybody see this in the theater? I know I didn't. I'm imagining Tyler did not. Rob? Nope. What does that mean? Like I'm the old guy. I mean, no. You're a little older than us. I did not see in the theater. I had this on. Uh, <laughs> I had this on beta. Laserdisc. Speaking of old people, Ooh, wow. Ooh, no. I don't think deal. we've ever mentioned beta. Go look it yeah. up, kids. So yeah, high higher picture quality, higher sound quality. Bob Leonard was way into beta, so we had the sucker for on beta. sure. Yeah. Oh really? Uh, doing research for this movie, there was a number of things that I didn't realize about this movie, and so I'm going to get into them as we go. But one of the things I didn't realize this was directed by Richard Donner. I don't know how I didn't Superman's know Superman's greatest uh, director, Richard Donner. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how I didn't know that. So right off the bat, Tyler, I'm going to ask you the question because I already know what you're going to answer, but I just want to ask you, is this Richard Donner's best film? It's not, but he, man, this guy, he belongs in some sort of Hall of Fame just for <laughs> Superman alone, which I loved those movies as a kid. Goonies, 
which everybody loves, and this movie, which yeah. is phenomenal. Fuck yeah, Richard Donner. Fuck no yeah. Lethal Weapon. Oh yeah. Oh Lethal. Yeah. I mean, see, and you can leave out another great movie and still just he, and he's. I know something great. that you and I both like quite a bit. Uh, a little movie called Maverick. Yes. That's ah, a Richard Donner movie. That. No kidding. Apparently, it yeah. says it on IMDb. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so Tyler has a couple questions that I'm interested in that he asked me, but we're going to, we're going to work those in as we go. But I'm very interested in those questions because they were both what, two or three of them. Super. Three good. of them. Yeah. And I'm glad Rob is a surprise guest. Cause I would love to hear what he thinks. Too. <laughs> uh, the one question that you were, that you prefaced with like, uh-huh. doesn't have to be something mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I'm excited to hear from Rob. Nice. Me too. I can't wait. All right. All right. So 70% critics, 71% audience. Rob tomatoes. Mm. I mean, we we will talk about it later. I am just expressing my outrage, <laughs> but I'm shocked that it's that close. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised about the critics. Some but I'm critics more surprised. slammed this movie. I read they some did, of the yeah. reviews. Roger yeah, Ebert in particular. Oh. Well, Robert, God rest his soul, but Roger Ebert was kind of all over the place, right? Like he, there's a there's a lot of movies that I like quite a bit that he's like are terrible and vice versa. Yeah. Huh. Um. True. But I just I I found that interesting that they're so close together because this is a movie that you would think critic or audience would love, right? And then the critics would just be like, ah. But seventy and seventy one isn't terrible, but it's still considered fresh for mm-hmm. for whatever their algorithm is. Mm-hmm. Huh. Rob is just disgusted. I am. I can't believe it's that low. <laughs> I can't. That's one of the lower ones that I've ever talked to you about, like a singular movie on the spot about. Yeah. Yeah, I think yep. the the lowest we've done a long form movie on was uh, I think Roadhouse, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but Phantom Menace was up there. Oh, I think Phantom Menace was was was, was was really low. Um, Thirty two million dollar budget made sixty point three million. That's a success, yeah, right? Yeah. Doubled his money. Yeah, Bill Murray only getting six million dollars for this movie. So my question is, where the fuck did the other twenty six million dollars go? The antlers for the mouse's head. <laughs> Got to staple them. Did you try staples? Yeah. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> what does he call him? It's, what does he call that guy? Uh, Fucking Merle Jordan. Haggard or something like that. <laughs> I forget. He calls him something like that. It's I, I only remember tell it to Reader's Digest. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have four dogs and a cat, and he's like, "Yeah, get out of here." <laughs> I also didn't realize that I guess Bill Murray had quit acting for four years prior to this movie. Oh. So he didn't take a role. After Ghostbusters, yeah, he didn't work again for four years. Huh. Wow. At least that's what I read. Again, internet research could be wrong, but that's what I read. And that he was worried coming into this movie that he would be um, rusty because he hadn't worked for four years. Hmm. Wow, that's... Imagine how how many more... Great Bill Murray movies we could have had if he had stuck through, you know, after Ghostbusters. He was great in Ghostbusters. Yeah, this is like his sweet spot, right? This is the time where it's like Bill Murray and probably Eddie Murphy are the two biggest comedians in movies, right? Sure. Chevy Chase, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that Chevy Chase was even... uh, Chevy Chase was certainly never at Eddie Murphy's power. No, never, ever, ever. But he did his own... Eddie Murphy was like a movie star. Chevy Chase was mm-hmm. never a movie star. Chevy Chase, he had his like successful movies, quote unquote successful movies, but he did not have Eddie Murphy stuff. True. Yeah, Eddie Murphy was like the one of the biggest. Like he, Forty Eight Hours. What is it? Wasn't he on Forty Eight Hours mm-hmm. and? Uh, yeah, but on SNL at the same time. Oh. 
And he was like the youngest cast member ever on SNL at that point. Yeah. Killing it. And then he did, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop, which wasn't supposed to go to him. And everything I've read, I'd love to at some point do a recap on that movie because that's one of my favorites too. But that he like pretty much ad-libbed like almost all of that movie. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I don't think, Chevy Chase is up there, but I I don't put him in the same stratosphere as Bill Murray or Eddie Murphy. And I don't really put Bill Murray in the same stratosphere as Eddie Murphy. No. But, I mean, if you find him as funny, I get that. But as a level of star, like Eddie Murphy was True. was crazy, crazy yeah. huge. Yeah. And especially for like an African-American man in the 80s, right? That yeah. just sure. That just didn't happen. Um, There's not a whole lot of research that I could find about this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, there's not a lot of like this person was supposed to be cast or like urban legends, uh, you know, on the on the set or anything like that. I don't know if you did, Tyler. No, I didn't come across anything. Um, yeah. yeah, nothing really. No, no interesting factoids that I saw. All right, uh, let's get into the categories then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So most watchable scene. So I have a bunch. So just bear with me. And a couple of Tyler's going to be like, you can't say multiple scenes because they all, right. but they all flow to me into one scene. So the opening I know is can be multiple scenes, but for me the opening all the way up until. Um, pretty much the whole meeting they're having when they're going over all the promos and everything. That's like one continuously long scene to me. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, uh, the night the reindeer almost died or the night the reindeer <laughs> died, right? And I love the tagline for that, Psycho sees Santa's workshop. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'd watch that. Yes. Um, Bob Goulet's old-fashioned Cajun Christmas. Silver bell. <laughs> and then you have that shitty fucking alligator or crocodile, like whatever that was supposed to be floating behind him. Bob Goulet's Cajun Christmas. Yeah, and then Father Loves Beaver. <laughs> he's out chasing beaver. Well, Wally, find no father. He's probably chasing beaver. <laughs> Which is so great. Oh. And I had no idea what that meant when I was a kid. <laughs> but now it makes me laugh every single time. So Tyler, out of those, just real quick, I want a question inside of a question. Which one of those three would you rather watch? I think Psycho sees Santa's workshop and only Lee Majors can save them is the funniest part of this entire movie. And and it, it just, it peaked right there. It's such an amazing promo and it's probably the best scene in movie history. The look that he gives them when he's like, you've been a good boy this year, Lee. <laughs> it's my favorite. And he's got a fucking minigun. Yeah. And it's just like, do you have a back door out up here? And he's like, Santa's not going out of the back door. It's just the best. <laughs> Rob, what, 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 what would you watch out of those three? Bob Goulet's Cajun Christmas, clearly. <laughs> no, it would be Lee Majors is, you know. The night the reindeer died. The night the reindeer. Eat this. It's just it's 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 so good. Like those are the moments when you like sit down to watch a movie, and they're like that's what rolls into like the first three minutes of the movie. So you're sitting there watching, and you're like, "What the hell am I watching?" Because it's just kind of like that was the introduction to the movie. So another brilliant move yeah. by Richard Donner. But I love yeah, it. It's perfect. Loved it. Yeah. So so we have the opening. Then we have a uh, Frank meet Frank meets Lou Hayward. Um. So that's his old boss. Obviously, mm-hmm. that scene. It scared the shit out of me when yeah. I was a child. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is that's the only scene when I was a kid that's that scared me. Right. The mouse coming out of his back of his head yeah. with the uh. fucking with the golf ball that comes out yeah. and then hanging him out the building. And I know this movie came out in eighty eight and it's still like that effect isn't amazing, but it still works. Yeah. And right. still it, the the 
all the makeup he has, the prosthetics, like it's pretty. It's pretty good. Well, it doesn't yeah. even look like he has eyeballs. Like he's got like nothing in his eyes. Like hit the way mm-hmm. his mouth is, it's just it it is very visceral. So I agree right. with you. That movie, that piece of the movie fucked me up. And then one of my favorites too is I don't know if Bill Murray ad libbed it, but when he's shooting him and he's like, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> like it just cracks me up every time. <laughs> Who do you think that there's current TV executives, which there aren't a lot of TV executives anymore? That have handguns in their in their uh, <laughs> in their uh, drawer next to like the cheapest fucking vodka you can buy. Oh, there, there's got to be. It's gotta there's got to be right. Absolutely. Just a handgun yeah. sitting there, right next to an eight ball of coke. Yeah, I'm sure all that stuff is still there. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> um, one of my other favorite parts of that whole scene is has does anybody ever notice at the beginning of that scene? He has the definition of his last name. Oh, I love yes. that scene. Yes, that he's riding the bu- his brother's riding the bike. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. I love it. Yes. Love Does anybody know what the definition is? I do. What is it, Rob? It says cross something they hang people off of. It says a thing they nail people to. Oh, excuse me. A thing they nail people. He to. has that all fucking printed on his wall. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> So, so another good. question mm. in a similar scene, right? He's giving out, so at the beginning of that scene, he's giving out, he has the list, him and Grace, right? Mm-hmm. Bath towel or VHS player? Yep. Rob, would you want an IBC bath towel? Oh, I want the player? bath towel and the washcloth. That's where I feel oh. like I need to be. That's, he only his brother, oh, no, only Grace Only gets Grace that. gets the washcloth, right? <laughs> She's like, what about my bonus? <laughs> Tyler, same yeah. question. I really i I lost the use of my VHS player. I need one because I still have quite a few VHSs, <laughs> or a few of them now. So I would dig the VHS player. Somehow, I don't know how it's possible. I don't know what I'm like looking up on the internet, but on Instagram, every now and again, I get the uh, the like it'll say sponsored by Amazon, and one mm. of the Amazon ads has a fucking VHS player. Nice. How hipster. Like the the dual like DVD. Sh- fuck off. Yeah. The dual DVD <laughs> VHS. And I'm like, I don't, I'm good. Like, I'm super good. I don't even, I don't reference VHS except for this podcast. They're listening. Yeah, apparently. Oh, yeah. All right. Next scene is Frank reunites with Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think that's a, that's a very funny scene. How does Claire get into the IBC building? They never address that. She Which has a time? guest badge. When they first meet, the fir- when when he calls her, and then he's on the set the oh, next day, right. and she shows up. <laughs> that was how does my she scared get on? lumpy. Yeah, good question. Yeah, yeah, that's, a good that's question. the that's the staple fucking the uh, the door mice's heads with uh, mm. with antlers. How does she get on? Because right after that, in the same scene, Grace's little boy gets like accosted, like he's a fucking <laughs> terrorist, <laughs> and he's like a five year old. Well, you beat him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my question is, how does that happen? It's a mystery. Yeah. Security is not quite what it used to be in the IBC building. <laughs> exactly. The only thing in that whole, and really in the whole movie that I'm like, eh, I'm not a big fan of, is how they keep like beating up the sensor. I think that's when it gets a little <laughs> slapsticky. And that's in that scene. But I don't think I the movie think has funny. a lot of slap slapsticky moments but but that yeah. but that in particular 
Um, but this does give one of my favorite lines of the whole movie, which uh, it's not going to be in my in my in my quotes. But it's the uh, it's the it's the nipples. Can you stop? Well, no, that oh. is in the quotes. <laughs> okay, sorry. it would be the uh, for the love of God, please stop the hammering. Because it's like the longest, you know, he keeps, yeah. (laughs) It makes me laugh because that's, again, like Bill Murray at his genius and just dry and sarcastic. That and then when they when they show the uh, when they call for a quote for like the lady who died (laughs) (laughs) is the best, too. That's because he's like he's talking to somebody on the phone. He's talking about the lady that died, right? And he's like, when, we are at the moment that he's like, can you please stop the hammering? So he's like talking to like, he's giving the quote. And he pulls the phone away. He's like, can you just stop the goddamn hammering now? <laughs> yeah, it, it it goes from from when he's talking to Claire and then right. continues on to when he's talking about the the uh, the old lady who died from watching the the Scrooged uh, promo. <laughs> uh, next scene, Frank meets the ghost of Christmas past. Uh, this is my favorite of all the ghosts he meets mm-hmm. i think the dude that he the that plays the uh, the ghost of christmas past which who we'll talk about later is fantastic mm-hmm. um rob do you cry when he goes back and meets his mom <laughs> niagara falls frankie angel <laughs> i do not cry i do not but i'm emotional I'm, i, I cry in this movie i'm not crying in that scene though tyler i know i cried at that part in uh, <laughs> as a younger kid or just when younger person in general, yeah, that that's a very uh, emotional scene. Okay, did you know that the guy who's playing his dad is actually his brother? Yes. Yeah, I didn't and know his that. brother. His brother is his brother in this movie. Yeah, there, all the, he, his, there's a lot of them in there. His three brothers are in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and I had no idea. Oh, there you go. Come on, man. That's uh, I didn't know what's his name. He's yeah. in. A, he's in a lot. I'm I'm not debating he's not in a lot. I'm just saying I didn't know that that was Bill Murray's brother. That is Brian Dor- uh, Doyle Murray. He's Doyle also in. Yeah, uh, so he was the uh, the the caddy master in Caddyshack or the head caddy. He was, and, and so was John Murray, who's his brother in the sh- in the movie. Uh, James Cross uh, yep. is also mm-hmm. in Caddyshack, and then his third brother, which I don't know what happened to this guy, Joel Murray, just a party guest. Like yeah. that's what he's credited as. <laughs> Joel Murray is he's in. Uh, John Murray's apartment when they're like doing that whole thing he's like one of like he's oh. like when they walk in it's like it looks like a beer commercial like he's he's the guy he's the other guy yeah, yeah the Gilligan's Island right mm. yeah but he was a big deal it. in shit what movie was he a big deal in nothing to me uh, oh damn yeah. yeah he did like there was some movie that he was like oh you know what it was one crazy summer I think or some John Cusack yes. movie never seen it oh I'm, still, I'm looking at his picture. I recognize him from that. So in that same scene, right, Ghost of Christmas Past, yep. has anybody ever seen a, an office party that's that, that's, that is like going off like that? That <laughs> office party looks amazing. It does. Yeah. It's like it's right. just because we're not around in the 70s, 80s? Yeah. That's that's you a switch the from like Mad Men to, uh, to what's new. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You get, get the secretary Xeroxing her ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then like openly wanting to have sex with Frank. Yeah. Yep. All right. Do you know where the secretary uh, was from? That secretary was in like a failure, oh, popular go. sitcom. No big deal. Does anybody know? Tell me. Perfect Strangers. She oh, was Balky. Balky's girlfriend in Perfect Strangers. Oh. No big oh, deal. No way. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what? I didn't think we were going to talk about this podcast. Perfect Strangers. <laughs> Perfect Strangers. 
Um, <laughs> but that's cool. Yeah, hey, you know. Speaking of Balky and Beverly Hills Cop, he is phenomenal as Serge in uh, Beverly Hills Cop Three. Serge, so he, he's <laughs> he's he's awesome in in Beverly Hills Cop One as well. Yep. Uh, he's oh, yeah. also awesome in True Romance. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like, forget he's in that movie. Fantastic yeah. in True Romance. Yeah, he's Sal Rubin X like right hand man, right? Um, Frisbee the dog, Tyler. Would you have chose Frisbee the dog to further your career, or would you have chose Claire? <laughs> Mm, I, I don't see a lot of uh, promise in Frisbee the dog as a you know as a career move. So I mean, I mean, except he became president of the fucking <laughs> right. network from it. He made the right move. I guess. I guess he did. Yeah, he gets clear in the end, so he's a smart man. <laughs> Shrewd Rob, move. At the moment, yeah, it's it. it that's a, 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 a you're a, you're talking to a company man. So it's like if it's <laughs> if. It, <laughs> If I'm in the middle of Frisbee the dog and the, like the boss is like, hey, let's go grab something to eat. And then it's like, or we can hang out with our friends that we see every weekend. It's like, I'm going to go tell the boss because I'm <laughs> trying to better my career here. So, yeah. All right. I'm not proud of it, but that's, yeah, I'm, I'm on that one. Yeah, I got to I gotta think. I, I don't know. I, I think I would go with Claire for me. What a guy. What a softie. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, work is work, right? Like, it's just not... I don't know uh, if I've ever known anybody who hates work as much as you do. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Because I deal with the I deal with the public, so that's the yeah. problem. And you know what the public is? Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible people. Like, just, yeah. I, I don't want to get into it. You're gonna get me fired up right now. That's my day off. It's eight thirty at night. I got a I got something in my eyebrows. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Are you alright? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something. <laughs> Did you get it out? I don't know. You yeah, got to comb it so. out or is it Is it like old man Something. eyebrow like you got that one long eyebrow that you're just sitting there <laughs> What stroking? the fuck is going on? I don't know, but I'm captivated by Tyler's eyebrows now. <laughs> I don't know. It's good now. All right. I think we we talk so every time Rob's on we talk about too much body hair. <laughs> so can we just can we just can we just cut that out? Oh. That's the end for me. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Uh, next scene, I have two more scenes. Frank meets Ghost of the Ghost of Christmas Present. Uh, that scene is fantastic. Carol Kane's great in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the interaction with his brother, everything. But it's a fucking downer. When Herman dies, Aww. it's a fucking downer. It's a this a lot of this movie is a downer though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like it's all like because everybody's familiar. I'm imagining if you watch this movie, you're familiar with Christmas Carol, right? Sure. So you know yeah. the. The kind of the story arc of it, and none of the other movies does a fucking dude die. <laughs> You're frozen to death. Okay. With a smile frozen on his to face. death. Frozen to death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Dick. Yeah. Why do you keep calling me Dick? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you well enough to call you Mr. Burton. Sorry. Was... <laughs> Just got locked in there. Uh, Sorry. Tyler, did you ever realize that Anne Ramsey was in this movie? Yes. I also did not realize that. I, that actually, that's one bit of research I did because I wondered what the fuck happened to Anne Ramsey from Goonies or Throw Mom from the, from the Train to this, awesome. and it's a very sad story. Oh, she had had she had had throat cancer, like esophageal cancer, and had part of you know her mouth removed, her tongue removed, and so that's why she sounds so terrible in this movie. Hmm. So at first I wondered. I knew she had died young, oh. and now this podcast she is a downer. She looks like she's eight hundred. Oh, yeah, you yeah. bum me out, man. I know, my bad. But she I don't remember her until this viewing sounding and just being so out of it. But she was like dying, literally dying. So oh, Jesus. my bad. Mm. Fucking Tyler. So throw mama from the train. 
Um, so the the Danny DeVito's name in it is Owen. So uh-huh. like while we were picking names, Heidi had never seen Throw Mama from the Train, obviously. <laughs> So as we're going through names, she's like, oh, well, like, Owen's a great name. I was like, we can't do it, Owen, because, like, throw Mama from the train. She's like, what does that mean? I was like, whenever we yell his name, it'll be like, Evan! So it, like, becomes... <laughs> that movie is amazing and continues to be amazing if you have not watched it. So, sorry. A little do sidebar. It, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> that poor kid's going to be running you're downstairs. You're going to hell. God, you're going to hell. <laughs> Uh, and then my final scene is Sorry. Frank meets the ghost of Christmas future. Uh-huh. I have a question for Rob specifically, and I'm so excited you're on this podcast. Why does the future in 1988 look like fucking Blade Runner in every movie? <laughs> That's just like, the way things on? look like in the future. That's not what things look like right now. Like everything is real sleek and like smooth and like it's very, you know, clean. No, yeah. no, Sorry. no. Well. I like that scene yeah. because of obviously like the emotion and everything, but like, sure. and you can even carry that into the end of the movie, yeah. Um, which I kind of do, but I just, it, it, I don't understand why everything in the eighties had to look like Blade Runner. Like, is that what it was gonna, supposed to look like in, in 2015? Cause it doesn't. Everything is, yeah. Like I said, everything's very clean. Everything's like a TV screen. I mean, we're not far off from that now. Just saying. I mean, we're pretty far off. Yeah. Claire. All right. Claire. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Scrape them off, Claire. Scrape them off. Oh. Um, so those are all my scenes. I can recap them real quick. Uh, is the is the opening? Frank meets uh, Lou Hayward. Frank reunites yeah. with Claire. Frank meets the ghost of Christmas past, ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future. Tyler, do you have any you would like to add? I wouldn't add. Nope. You covered a lot. <laughs> you covered the entire movie. Wait, literally. <laughs> I have a few, if I may. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sure you do. So. Um, one of my favorite scenes is the restaurant scene when like mm. the ghost is kind of like <laughs> fucking with him. So, okay. and he's, you know, he's like, I'll have a highball too. And then like give him and it's like a glass of an eyeball and like nobody sees it, but him. So he's just kind of giving mm. like wi- weird eyeballs to it. So that's a favorite scene. My real okay. favorite scene in this movie is mm-hmm. the, um, the whole last 10 minutes of the movie when he's yes. it feels like it's all mad uh mad libs funny it's all ad libs um that he's sure. kind of like talking to the camera and just kind of like going through like the spirit of christmas stuff but when i think this movie i i kind of always go back to that because it seems so authentic more so than the rest of the movie there's something weird about that last 15 20 minutes that I think they just kind of like turned the cameras on. They were like, "All right, let's see how it goes," and you know, we'll we'll, we'll get whatever we get. So that's my favorite. Scene. Do you do you think like what happened to him after that scene? Like what in in if Frank is a real person, Frank and Elliot, yeah. what happened to them after that? Is Frank fired? Is he? Oh, he shook hands immediately. Immediately, yeah, he's gone. And then just... Elliot, Elliot's for sure in jail, right? <laughs> Elliot is in jail because he shot you know at somebody. So, um, so you can't, that's a you problem. can't brandish a shotgun at people. Yeah, yes. No, you can't. And blow out windows and all that other shit. You know, no matter what the spirit of Christmas is, you really got to kind of like deal with all of that. So yeah, those two guys are gone. So Rob, in 2019, in the current climate, yeah, he still got it. He's they both still have their jobs. Oh, if they were to do that right now, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they would be fine. Don't worry about that. They're they they, yeah, they would be no. praised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very I, I'd like to think though, watching the movie, I like to think that 
Bill Murray or Frank kind of redeemed himself. And at the it, at the end, like Elliot, who is his boss, kind of understands what happens and is also like singing and dancing. So I'd like to think he kept his job. Sure. But I'm sure Elliot did not keep his job. How can you keep Elliot at that job? Because there's a scene, like, right at the end, he's just like, what's going on up there? And he's like, we're having a party. And then he blows out the window. And I remember the Asian lady in, like, the front of the control desk is, like, screaming and crying. It's like, clearly she has a problem with someone blowing through the window. But her dance, like, she's doing the worst dance in the world. So, yeah. Elliot does not have a job on December 26th. And he's tying Here's, up people and allowing yeah. other people to like Bryce, make out with the tied up people. Yeah, this sexual oh, harassment Bryce happening. Coming. It's all sorts of stuff <laughs> happening in that. All right, so Rob, what was what's your favorite scene? So that's the my, my favorite scene is the that last fifteen minutes of him just talking to the camera, speaking of the spirit of Christmas. Tyler. For before I get into agreeing with Rob and, and saying the exact same thing. <laughs> The point you're missing is that Elliot Elliot already lost a job. Lost that job. They're sure as fuck not going to hire him back after. No, he gets hired. He gets hired right before. He does. He's gonna does. he's gonna double his salary. Corner yeah, office. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Corner right. office. Make him the head of uh of I forget. He's head of something. Corner of off. Corner office. Do you want my office? You no, I don't like your office. office. Yeah. You're right. My bad. <laughs> Does, now, anyway. sure. The, the 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 HR paperwork is not done yet. <laughs> now, before we get too far, can I ask this? Does Bobcat Goldthwaite actually sound like that? Like, does he always sound like that, or is him is that him trying to sound normal? Tyler, what is your question? Oh, sorry. To, well, to answer that, I I think that's all just um, that's all just acting. It's got to be right. There's no way he sounds like that. I don't. Know. I think he's. I think he's. I think his voice is a little bit like that, and he's he's you know he's he's hyping it up a little bit. Right. You know, he's accentuating yeah. it a little bit. So my, I have a two-part question. One is, is there anybody who takes you back to the 80s more than Bobcat Goldthwait? <laughs> and then where does he rank on the list of most identifiable voices in acting history? So, so yes, there is someone who I identify, well, I identify more with the 80s, who I think of in the same vein mm-hmm. as I do Bobcat, and it's Pauly Shore. Oh. He's a 90s guy. Yeah, he's a 90s guy. I couldn't put him in the Well, 90s. then I, go fuck myself then. So I'm wrong. <laughs> um, I don't think of Bobcat in any movies except for this and Police Academy. Yeah. That's right, all, there that's are like you got. seven Police Academy yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say the, <laughs> the most, the, someone who has a mo- more identifiable voice than him, the only two that I can think of would be James Earl Jones and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Um, again, Pauly Shore is pretty identifiable. Uh, I think Pee Wee Herman is pretty identifiable. Uh, um, but they're all doing like a shtick. Like James Earl Jones and Morgan Freeman, that's their voice. Right. Right. McConaughey, maybe? I Some of the others I came up with, Sean Connery, Morgan Freeman, oh, you mentioned yeah. him, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, those are more because of their, their accents, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Not because of, of their just their voice. Somebody right. who's putting it on, I think, is Christopher Walken, too. I don't think that's <laughs> yep. his yeah. real voice. Pacino, Pacino maybe. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. What? Just kidding. Fuck. How do you say fuck that guy to Pacino? I don't know. We had this conversation. This is not the place to have it. Tyler does not think Pacino is a good actor. He thinks that he's had like a couple good performances and rides that. Pacino. He screams since like since Scent of a Woman. All he does is scream. His lines in every movie. You know, I know an actor who does the same exact thing, but yet everyone seems to think he's amazing. 
It's not Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, sorry. <laughs> excuse on. me. Rob, you haven't. This is my argument. We're gonna. I don't want to get drug into this again. <laughs> you don't watch DiCaprio movies, Correct. so you make that statement without watching the fucking movies. I'm pretty confident on my assessment of Leonardo DiCaprio. Cool. No big deal. You know what movie he's not yelling in? Catch me if you can. You know what movie he's not yelling in? Titanic. Like you want me? He's yelling in Titanic. He, when? I'm on top of the like, world. I'm on top. Yeah, one scene. Yeah, well, he's yelling. So he can never raise his voice in excitement. Correct. That's not acting. Okay. That's yelling. It's called Pacinoing. I fucking but hate anyway, you so much. The uh, the final scene is is one of the best uh, Christmas movie scenes ever, and it's you talked about Anthony about how this movie certain well at least when when what's his face dies I always forget his name being a downer of a moment. Sure. Oh yeah. And. The whole the whole arc of this story, the Christmas Carol story, is just a downer. You see how terrible this person is, but he redeems himself so well, and it feels like, like you said, Rob, he's just riffing all of it. Right. They just turn on the cameras, and he's just freeballing it, and <laughs> and he's it's so. I fucking hate you too. It's so good, <laughs> and I'm I'm a sucker for live raw emotion, yep. and um, this is what that feels like, and he's such a shit bag the entire movie. Right. And he totally redeems himself, and it's you know he gets teared up in in, uh, in that scene, and I always tear up in that scene, uh, and it just really, really? yeah, God. I do. It just makes me want to. It makes me feel excited about being nicer to people yep. and doing more to help people out. Um, and so as I was watching them, I watched this on Thanksgiving night, and you know the opening is hilarious, and he's funny throughout it, and uh, then in the middle when when he's seeing his mom and everybody's his brother dies. It's just it's it felt like more of a downer than I remember it being a downer, and then that last scene saves it all and it catapults it back up and it's peak Bill Murray, it's so fucking good. Rob, give me uh, the Ghost of Christmas Past accent when he says Niagara Falls. <laughs> Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. <laughs> That's it's go back to Jersey, you moron. Like that shit. I said that today. So. <laughs> That's it's the the scene that that Tyler is talking about when the little kid comes up and he's like, oh "Did I miss God. anything, big man?" And he's like, "God bless us, everyone." Yeah. Jesus Christ, I am <laughs> bawling at that point. Yeah. It's like that is so amazing. <laughs> I'm like, it is a beautiful, pure, wonderful moment. Oh my yeah. God, outstanding, outstanding. Yeah, I I think. I'm I'm with you. That's that's one of my favorite scenes. My favorite scene is the opening though, because I love movies within mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, yeah. Like I love when they do that because as soon as it comes on, you're like, "What? Did, am I sitting in Scrooge? Mm-hmm. Like, am I watching Scrooge? What the fuck?" And then he gives the line of like, "If I'm working, you're working. If you can't work late, I can't work late, and I can't work late." Grace, when I work late, you work late. But I made the appointment two months ago. I care. We're indivisible. If I'm working late, you gotta work late. If you can't work late, I can't work late. If I can't work late, I can't work late. I can't work late. I love the opening. He's like, slam that door. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, he's the best. Alien Letterman leaving early today. (laughs) 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 And the look he gives Bobcat when Bobcat's like, in a lot of ways, I think we're alike. <laughs> he just gives him like the, Mm-mm. we're not. We don't want to scare He's a little the bit dickens of, out of everybody. 
the, the Dickens. Um, he's a little bit of my spirit animal. How I wish I could be at work. Uh, yeah, that leads me into a question. Before we get into the next category, Tyler, would you rather be feared or respected? I'm gonna steal a Dwight Schrute line. <laughs> Some... Or no, Michael Scott it's line. It's a Michael Scott line. It's amazing. Yeah. I would I want both. I want people to be afraid of how much they respect me. <laughs> that doesn't count. Uh, yeah. That's good. I dig it. Uh, Rob what? Yeah. Same question. Would I rather be feared or respected? Yes. Shit, I want to be respected. I don't be feared. This guy do does fear like is that an emotion that is generated when you deal with me at any capacity? Now you're a big ass dude though. It doesn't matter. What the hell's the difference? I'm a big softy. How tall are you, Rob? Six foot three, sir. All right. Two what, six foot six three, two fifty, two sixty? Right. Two fifty three I'm down to. I was I'm usually about two sixty, right. so I am slimming down a little bit. No big deal. There you go. <laughs> what's the what's your answer to that question, Anthony? Um, I, I would, I would rather be respected, but there's a little part of me that would, I'd rather be feared. You know what? I, because like, there, with, I think yeah. with fear comes respect, but I think to get fear, I don't, I don't want, like I manage people, right? I'm a manager. I manage like 15, 20 people. I don't want them to like, feel like I'm above them ever. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I don't want to be someone that's not approachable. But then sometimes I'm like, you don't fucking respect me, so I feel like you should fear me. Like that's that's just how <laughs> it's, this, this is coming off terrible. Yeah, you, yeah, it, no, you sound great. I have a few employees that are just terrible, and they're they're younger and <laughs> millennials. They don't they don't get it, oh. and it's it's a it's a respect thing. But it's also like I don't think that they think anything can happen to them. No, and you like playing that card. I would. I don't, but I don't ever play it. But I'd like to, but I don't. Mm. I try to do like the active coaching and stuff like that. That's good. But every now and again, I'd like them just to be worried that you know I could fire them. I I think as teachers, <laughs> as Tyler <laughs> and I are teachers, uh-huh. it it's an important like we learn early on that fear does not work in the teenage mind by any stretch of the imagination. Because yeah. a lot of the kids that need the fear don't get the fear from anybody, so it's just totally not going to work. So but I think it's because they know you can't actually do anything. But they, it's it's the same thing with their parents. That that's the kind of funny thing that like you you sure. expect that like the fear is going to come from some sense of like some fear from you and some fear from the parents, but it never does. So mm-hmm. what you have to do in kind of the psychology of teaching is you earn the respect of your student, and the student doesn't want to disappoint you. And the fear is that they're going to disappoint you. They're not fearful that you're going to yell at them or like hit them. They're fearful that they're, that you're going to be disappointed in them. And that's far more effective. Well, then that's fear then, right? I'm not talking about fear in like a violence way per se. Oh, that's, that's how I perceive it. There could be fear. I mean, at no point do you think Bill Murray's going to, going to be violent towards any of his employees. I don't know. A couple of them are like twitching. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But like Bobcat doesn't know. He plays the cards and then he's like, get the fuck out of here. Right. Like he, he plays the game in front of him and then he's like, you're out. <laughs> you're firing him? But it's Christmas. Thank you. Stop his, <laughs> stop stop his bonus. bonus. <laughs> so, uh, Anthony, when you say a small part of you wants to be feared, do you mean like 49%? <laughs> 
I don't know that I can quantify it in a percentage. Yeah. Um, it's definitely less than 49%. Also depends on probably what day it is. Okay. I'm just saying sometimes, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> fear is a good motivator. <laughs> I mean, again, I think the fear, like you you phrased it perfectly, Rob, the fear of disappointing you. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a fear thing. That's not a respect thing. No, they uh, respect you. They, they are yeah. fearful of letting you down. Right. Because they respect you so much, so that's respect. There's nothing, f- yeah. It's it's a different. Yeah, I think there is I a guess. fear yeah, of no. It's it's different right. though. It's very different. The fear of disappointing is one thing, um, but like the fear of like being yelled at or dealing with a consequence. I mean, that's something else. Yeah, so, it, I, I don't I don't want it to come off as a fear like I'm gonna punch someone in the face. I'm not gonna do that. It's I think it's a fear workplace. of a scolding more than anything else. Like that, a feel yeah. a, a fear of dealing with. You know, whatever is going to come out of this. I want it to be a fear of, like, I can replace you. Oh. Yeah. Like, you're replaceable. That's a fear. I've had that conversation. I've brought everybody in a meeting and been like, hey, I can get rid of every single one of you. (laughs) (laughs) It usually has good results. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, we can't do that. We can't fire our (laughs) students, unfortunately. Yeah, you're doing God's work. God's work, buddy. All right, standout performance. Uh, I only have two people. I really just had two people. I added the second person just to give a little option. It's Bill Murray as Frank Cross sure. or Karen Allen as Claire. Because I think Karen Allen is incredibly charming in this movie. Um, I would even say I prefer her in this movie than Raiders. What? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> oh, my God. I just think she she's a little more charming. She's a little more... I think in Raiders sometimes she comes off a little brash and maybe a little annoying. To me, a little bit. I think Where brash in this movie, is I, how they how they want her to come across. Sure, but, but maybe annoying. Sure, I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Karen Allen. It's just yeah. how Marion is written, and I think in this Claire is a little more charming. Okay. So, and I'm not saying I'm not saying 100. percent I think I, I prefer her in this. I'm just saying watching this knee jerk reaction. I'm like, hey, maybe I like her better in this. Mm. Yeah. For sure, I like her better in this than Sandlot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for me, it's Bill Murray, Rob. Do you have anybody else you want to add? Um, uh, Alf, uh, Alfrey Woodward would be my yes. standout performer. I, I, Bill Murray, it's hard to top Bill Murray, but if we're going to be like debating anything, I would give it to her. I think she's she's kind of bringing something as the Bob Cratchit character that is very relatable for everybody that kind of goes along with it. Um, I, I don't disagree with Karen Allen in the sense that she does bring a very good performance to this. It's hard to compare this to Raiders. I think it's very different um, sure. universes. But in this movie, the the person that stands out to me more than Bill Murray, or I like secondary to Bill Murray is a better way to put it, is Alfie Woodward. So I'd say is is Alfie in the movie enough to be standout performance? But then the same thing with Karen Allen, right? Is yeah. Karen Allen in the sure. movie? There's really not another... It's him and everybody else is supporting. There's yeah. no other person that's carrying this movie. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and the thing that I'm most embarrassed about watching this movie is I had zero idea that was Alfred Woodward. Really? Oh, really? Zero idea, dude. <laughs> like, I had no fucking clue. To me, it doesn't even look like her. Yeah. She's great. She's, she's great. And she's yeah. great in everything, right? Yeah. But I had no idea that was her. Everything except for C. Did you guys ever C. see... Sorry. Sorry. Mm. No. I was going to ask, if you guys, have you either of you seen Heart and Souls? No. Robert no. Downey Jr., mid-90s, Charles Holy Gruden. shit, yes, she is in that. I forgot all about yeah. that. 
Wow. That's a great didn't movie. you just say yeah. you hadn't seen it and then you said, I Holy didn't. Shit, as soon as you said Robert Downey Jr., I mean, because that's it's eons ago. I saw that shit on VHS, yeah. but that was, yeah, I did see that. I forgot she was in it. Not beta? Not beta. VHS. That was a uh, movie time video rental. No big deal. <laughs> Tyler, is there somebody else you would want to add to this? Nope. Uh, I feel like as much as any movie I can think of, it's like a singular character. And there's just like these little fill-in characters throughout. Nobody, I mean, Karen Allen is the closest thing to a supporting character, but she is in it so minimally that it's like there's no supporting character, like someone like what you would really typically classify as a supporting actor in this movie because it's so much on him and he's jumping around so much. So it's it feels like more him than any other lead actor than any movie I can think of. Yeah, I think I also read that uh, Karen Allen was supposed to have a smaller role or Claire was supposed to be a smaller character and that Bill Murray like wanted a a, a love interest that had like a bigger part in the mm. movie. Okay. Because if I'm not mistaken, any other version of uh, A Christmas Carol I've ever watched, his his uh, Ebenezer Scrooge's love interest is not in every part right. of the yep. past, present, and future. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Bill Murray, and exactly for the same reasons you said, Tyler. It's just it's his movie. There's nobody. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in. I would venture to say he's in ninety percent of every. I mean, he's in like every single scene. Yeah, he's carrying yeah. the movie. It's his. Movie. I don't know. If there's a scene he's not in. Yeah. The night the reindeer died. <laughs> yeah, but he's in that scene. If you want to take that as like a True. whole scene, because he's right. at the desk. Yeah. Right. Um. All right, next uh, next category, worst performance. I don't have anybody. I didn't think anybody gives a particularly bad performance in this movie. Mm-hmm. Rob? Robert Goulet. No, there's nobody that... <laughs> <laughs> there's really the nobody alligator? that stands out in this as, as being of, like, what the fuck? Mary Lou Retton, maybe, but, like, that's about it. <laughs> she's not... I, I mean, she's just playing herself. God bless us, everyone. Yeah, she, it's just... It's... Yeah. All right. Yeah. The Jamie Foxx Award for overacting. Oh. Do I have to rename this because Gerald looks so much like Jamie Foxx and ja- has people <laughs> accosting him at conventions? I need to hear that story another time. I've been okay. waiting. Yeah, well, anytime. Um, do I? Ha- I don't have to rename it, right? We're okay with no, Jamie Foxx. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. All right. The only person I have in here is Bobcat. Oh. And I don't know if Bobcat is overacting or his voice just makes me feel like he's overacting. Because it's just all over the place. Um, it's just him. It's kind of him, right? Yeah, it's just, I mean, you cast Bobcat Goldthwait, you know what you're getting. But I think at the beginning, he's pretty pretty reserved and pretty dialed in. Yeah, right? Obviously, okay. it's, how, it's how he's supposed to be in that scene. Um, and then after that, they, they really ratchet him up. But I, again, I just can't tell if it's his voice. Might be the voice. Can I? Anybody th- else you want to add to that, I can, Tyler? Oh, sorry. No, no. Um, I mean, I think each of the ghosts, well, the first two ghosts seem to be um, playing it up quite a bit. Sure. Uh, but that, I think that's to the benefit of the movie. I really enjoy those parts. Yeah, I think Carol Kane is really dialing it up more so than uh, David Johannes, yep. mm-hmm. the, the, the second guy or the first guy. Um, but I'm with you, but it works. Like, it, it doesn't feel like it doesn't take me out of the movie or anything like yeah. that. Bobcat yeah. doesn't either. It's just his voice makes me feel feel like he's just, over the top. Rob, what were you going to say? I, I think John Glover for me is like keep hamming it up a little bit as uh, Bryce Cummings. Yeah, that's um, true. He's the only one that kind of like <laughs> stands out of the bunch. 
and I don't know if he's just kind of being douchey McGee or what it is, but like he's <laughs> the one that I feel is the most cartoonish. As ridiculous well, I, as that sounds. I think that's what they they want him to be like your stereotypical California guy, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goes and he orders like the vegetarian non-dairy plat platter. <laughs> My like, lacrosse coach. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. He just they want him to seem like a douchebag. Yeah. And he gets there. I I had no idea he was Lex Luthor's dad in Smallville. He's all over, he was in Batman and Robin as like the the person that Uma Thurman kills. <laughs> he was in Gremlins too as uh the guy who owned the building. Clamp. Robert, are we, in... gonna, are we gonna have to do a Batman and Robin live? The, the more you talk about it, the more I want to do it. And I think we could do yeah. Batman and Robin and Batman Forever in the same one. No, man, I think we got enough meat on that bone, as they say, <laughs> with Batman and Robin. Love it. I, would I don't love think... it. Yeah, it's oh God. I think we gotta do it, but it's so bad. The one that you really gotta do that you you have to listen to the call of the people for is 13 going on 30. Like, you're just going to yes. have to bite your lip and do it. <laughs> it's not that I don't want to do it. It was just, we were going to do it. So I can't remember exactly what happened. We didn't do it. I'm, I'm for it. I want you guys to be able to do this stuff. Like I told Beth, we can do Rudy eventually here. Like, I want you guys to be able to do ones you really want to do as well. Not this just is, me. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a dictatorship. This is a Jarrett and Greg and Beth all want to do 13 going on 30. I, I want would nothing rather to do them... I would rather them do it without me. <laughs> because I don't want to like shit on it, you know? I think that movie's fine. I don't I don't terribly dislike that movie or anything. But that's like but one of Beth's favorites and apparently it's one of Jared's favorites. Yeah. So I don't want to like I don't want to shit on him. <laughs> Jared shits on everything. It's okay if you shit on it. I love Jared. Jared is such a valuable part of the podcast now. <laughs> he is. Tyler, what was your uh, what did you say? What did you when you said uh, it was like an all-star team adding the, the, took a, the analogy. Took a good team to a championship team. That's Jared. what Jared, Jared's addition took us. You know, wow. we were all right. We would have been a playoff team, but with Jared now, we're going to, you know. So uh, so what sport are we talking about? I don't know. Lacrosse. Man. I took the I, I, yeah, I took the sports metaphor too far. He, <laughs> he's, he's a good addition. I'm just saying, are we like an NBA team and we're like a six seed? Yeah, we're um, we're the sixth seed, knock off the three seed first round, and then you know we just then after in a that groove now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know we we're in our comfort zone. Nice. People right. love us. So we're like like Baron Davis, like Trailblazers, yeah. beat the uh, knock out the, the Mavericks. I don't know what yep. any of this okay. means. Yeah, you're good. Don't <laughs> worry about it. You don't even like sports. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you just wear a fucking sports That's hat it. every day. It's too bad. <laughs> This guy wears a Boston hat and a Yankees hat. I'm an animal. Never seen he, wears a Mets like animal. Hat. he wears a Mets hat. Yeah, Mets hat, oh, he Yankees does wear hat, Mets doesn't hat. fucking matter. No. I got to imagine he has a Yankees hat. I have a Yankees hat. I wore a Yankees hat to San Diego. True. You okay. look like you want to say something, Rob, about your beer. It, I mean, this is like a a remarkably good beer that the, uh, the guy <laughs> at the uh, beer store kind of turned me on to. Called Ninja versus Unicorn, uh, double IPA from the Pipeworks Brewing Company. Um, I like the name, but you know how I feel about IPAs. Yeah, it's it's and it's a cool little label too, because, and the label's so nice that I would kind of assume it's a uh, a shitty beer, but it's very good beer. It's eight <laughs> percent, um, and I'm my like third uh, or fourth, so I'm doing pretty good. Brewed in Chicago, Illinois, no big deal. 
my biggest criticism of this podcast yeah. is that Anthony, you have not capitalized on some local brewery advertising. <laughs> Because of all the name dropping and the promotion that Rob does of all these local beers. Yeah, How do you know beer? I haven't Guinness? yet. How do you know that hasn't happened? How do you know it's I not mean, in the works, Tyler? <laughs> there was a Look, tell the me first, that it is. As, as soon as I monetize this, I got to start paying you schmoes. <laughs> you don't. So I'm trying to like, trying to figure out uh, in some, you know, maybe I can get something in writing. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I don't have to pay you guys. I saw my friend I'm Paul kidding. who owns the Newberg Brewing Company the other day, and he was just like, hey, yeah. how things go? I was like, oh, you know, the podcast is going really well. I was like, we're probably going to start looking for sponsorship considering how much <laughs> beer I drink. And he looks at me and he's like, well, how much are you thinking? I'm like, I'm only kidding. But like, apparently, oh, no, wait, oh, well, I guess I'm not kidding. So so anyway, so back to uh, Pipeworks Brewing Company, um, outstanding beer. Um, with Look, your before we get into the next category. Unicorn. Okay. Before we get into the next category, I don't want our first sponsorship, if we do get a sponsorship, to be the the, the payment is all like as much beer as Rob can drink. Oh, that would be like, that's fantastic. That's not what I want. Can we do that? I, I feel like that should be a goal. You're on a diet. I am Stop on a it. diet. Damn it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, all right. Next category. Who did the most the of the fun least? fun out of the room again. Yeah. I know. That's what I do. <laughs> who did the most of the least? I have three people. David Johannes yep. as the Ghost of Christmas Past, uh, Carol Kane as the Ghost of Christmas Present, and Alfred Woodward as Grace, again, because I thought she wasn't in the movie enough. Love you it. gentlemen think she should be in another category. That's who I got. Rob, who do you got? I, I agree. I think you're 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 right on there. I think uh, David Johannes and the uh, hot, hot, hot guy, um, that's the guy that kind of brings the most to the character that really, I mean, the ghost of Ki- Christmas past is used to be like, it's either Tinkerbell or like Jiminy Cricket. Like that's always in my head, mm-hmm. but it's never um, been Tinkerbell. It's never been Tinkerbell. <laughs> Who was it in? Oh, I guess it was it in the Muppet Christmas Carol was just some like I random never seen Muppet, it, man. You never saw all that? I now all I think all I think about now with Muppet Christmas is the girl you took to the oh, to the, the fucking beard. movies that had a beard. Damn it, you fucking jerk! Shit, I told you that story. Damn it, on uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we got like six thousand downloads for that episode. It's awful, <laughs> awful. So anyway, <laughs> you, I think you mentioned her by name. I did not. Did I really? I don't. I maybe don't we can get a razor sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> mean. That's pretty mean. <laughs> And it's like, no, it, like some people are hairy. Like I sympathize, but like, yeah. Okay. Anyway, move on. Moving on. Tyler. S- David Johannesson. <laughs> yeah. uh, my favorite thing is making Tyler, every time we do a podcast, my goal is just to make him do what he just did. Like audibly, are you fucking kidding me? No. Like that's what I want. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying this. I hope mm-hmm. it continues. <laughs> We've been on for 90 minutes. We have. Yeah. Uh, 90 minutes exactly, actually. How about that? Um, It's like I have a timer up. Uh, (laughs) The person who does the most of the least, I'm going to go with uh, Carol Kane as it goes to Christmas present. Okay. Um, I think you you could choose any one of the three. And then I'm going to ask you, I want you to answer the question, then I'm going to ask my question that I have. Okay. Um, For me, also, did you, I don't know if you read, Tyler, that Carol Kane, depending on who you talk to, actually hit him. Bill Murray, really? and actually hit him with the toaster as well. Shit. <laughs> yeah. He looks pissed off when he and, when she hits him. Yeah, and Go something ahead. also about when she pulls his lip, like she actually like split something, like there was actually blood. Oh. I don't know, man. Seems crazy. <laughs> also, Tyler, a little bit of trivia. Rob always wants to do the trivia for Absolutely. for hit where he's at. Um, Carol Kane used to be part owner of the Tack Room. Really? 
Yeah. In Tucson. The fuck yeah, is in that? Tucson. Yeah, it's a restaurant. It was Tucson's and maybe Arizona's first five-star restaurant. It's well, a first steakhouse. and only for a while. Oh. Yeah. Um, Anthony's mom used to work there, and then I co-owned the valet company there for a couple of years. Oh. Yep. Rob, school. do you know what what a what the what a tack room is? I have no idea what that is. It's the room where they put on the horses' shoes. Okay. <laughs> he does not give a shit. I don't no, know what how any I of feel that means. every time. Yes. He, okay. That's how I feel every time he brings up Washington, though. Aw. <laughs> oh, um, for me, it's got to be David uh, Johannesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, because I think he's he's throwing a hundred. Like it's just my it's probably my favorite part of the whole movie for like an extended part. Mm-hmm. I, he's just I love everything. If I had to pick between the three, which that's going to be a question a little bit, would you would you rather live in you know past, present, or future? For me, in this movie, I love all of his his past. Mm-hmm. Like it's just when it's the most pure, um, mm-hmm. and I, I just love him in that part. What are you going to say, Tyler? Yeah. So, if the ghost of Christmas past visited you and took you back to a moment where you did someone wrong. Uh, what moment would it be? Oh. And I'm not asking you to share something mean-spirited or cruel, yeah. but something that's kind of funny in a wrong way. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first, Rob, or do you want me to? I mean, I think I've already said this in a previous podcast. This all goes to the uh, one ex-girlfriend that I am not friends with on Facebook. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So that Yeah, that is the great regret of just like, you know, if I'm going on the ride of the Ghosts of Christmas Past... That is mm-hmm. definitely a destination. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's, That's me. Uh, for me, it's going to be circa like 94. Uh, I had just moved back from Arizona to California. And I lived with my father and my, my stepmother in, in Huntington Beach. And because Arizona got out of school in May and California doesn't start school again till September, I had an extended... Um, summer Mm -hmm. and my dad felt bad because obviously I moved right when school ended I didn't know anybody so he built me like a half court basketball court in the backyard so all day I'd be out there shooting he came home one day and my dad was not a uh I mean he was an athlete in high school and everything did not play basketball Tyler knew my dad short little Italian man who was like as wide as he was tall um was out there and he's like let's play basketball and I'm like all right cool let's play and my stepmom came out and one of my stepbrothers and my dad ended up in the game breaking his ankle. Oh. <laughs> and the story goes, my dad says that I pushed him. Oh. <laughs> How I remember it is he went up for a shot and I blocked him, but I like caught the ball and pushed back down. And uh. as he, my force of pushing down and his little weak ankle <laughs> rolled and broke. Um, I don't know what really happened, but he, my dad passed away. Um, not from that. (laughs) You had to save that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would have been a real bad story. Um, but up until like close to when he passed away, like he would always tell everybody, Oh, you want to hear the story how my son broke my ankle? (laughs) So I'd like to go back to that point and see what actually happened. Ah. That's good. A little instant replay once and for all. Yeah. What about you, Tyler? That's a good one. Um, it was freshman year of high school and I had asked someone to go to winter to the winter ball with me. And she, and I liked her, and she liked me, and whatever. And we weren't boyfriend girlfriend, but whatever. Who are we talking about? It's it's. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> is it know, a listener? You know, I probably no, know. No. Well, it's my wife's cousin. <laughs> uh, you me- do you remember Autumn Ramsey? <laughs> yeah, Autumn so, Ramsey is your 
Yeah. He's Ashley's cousin. Yeah. Yeah, I know Autumn. So, so I asked Autumn <laughs> to win her ball, and I had every intention of going. But then the day of, like at two o'clock in the afternoon, I called her and said, I don't have any clothes. I can't go. Like, I don't have any dress clothes. So I can't go. Oh. And, uh, and I felt really bad, and I still do. But, um, that's, Did you ever I see like, her? Yeah. <laughs> was she at your wedding? I mean, well, cur- currently, yeah, she was at my wedding. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't see her currently, no. Um, but yeah, so that I, I feel bad about that. And, uh, wow. I just totally forgot. I asked her and I, I just um, then forgot all about it. <laughs> Did your wife go to school with us the year I went to school with you? No, she was three years younger than us. Oh, okay. So oh, she man. was a freshman when we were seniors. What wow. a creep. I know. Wow. Super creep. All right. That's a good story, man. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. <laughs> Stand people up. Dude, what a dick. All right. You did that too when we went to Winter Formal. You had a date and then you ended up bailing on her and then I had to maintain like both. We, Anyways, you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. You took two dates to the Winter Formal? I didn't take two dates. No. Tyler and I went with two young ladies and then tyler bailed to like go do whatever tyler did in junior high or in uh, in high school oh i don't remember this for sure (laughs) i don't remember it we'll talk about it off air you know i went to eight proms (laughs) during my heyday really yeah i was a very good generic prom date because i was very non-threatening and i'm tall And I was, hair. Yeah, I had great hair in those days, and it was just like, you know, it was just very good. I was a practical Ken doll for, uh, for those couple of years. So 1993 so no to 1998, you know. So, like, wow. no genitalia? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you said Ken doll. Right. <laughs> Jesus. All right, anyways. All right, next category. That's not weird. Does this still hold up? Uh, I got cable TV. Like, the, the thought <laughs> of... Cable TV and the IBC network, like pulling in like hundreds of millions of viewers for some live event and mm. going to Africa for this and going <laughs> to the Berlin Wall for that. Like, that shit doesn't happen anymore. Um, tab Soda. <laughs> There's, There's a, a lot of references. Load of tab Soda in this movie. A lot of Tab Soda. Um, VHS player is a nice gift. Yeah. Now I know what I'm buying Tyler for Christmas. Yeah. And then Frank's mom smoking while pregnant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, doesn't hold up. So those are my four. Awesome, Tyler. What do you got? Um, I'm going with the cable TV and and the concept of appointment TV viewing, yeah. which sure. just doesn't really happen unless it's a live sporting event. Um, it doesn't happen. Doesn't hold up. <laughs> is it? Is it weird? So I thought for sure we were going to see the end of that with Game of Thrones. Mm, yeah, we kind of haven't. Like the Mandalorian is kind of doing that now. I still need to watch it. Yeah, it comes out on Fridays. Yep. Okay. And not that you have to watch it at the same time, but like people are like rabid about watching it the day it comes out. Yeah. So I thought we were done with that, but now with the streaming services being like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna release one episode a week," it's kind of like that a little bit to me. It's a weird world. <laughs> Rob, what do you got? Uh, it it it's hard to relate to as a young person kind of watching it because it 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 is relatively dated. Um, you know, from like story down, everything is relatively dated. When you go back into his past and kind of see what the culture was there, it's 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 dated. Does it hold up in the spirit of Charles Dickens? It holds up, 
But if a young person is to watch it, like if my kids watch it, they're like, what the fuck are we doing? So it's, it's yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily holding up. Okay. How's that? Uh, question that's not on the list. So, Tyler, this is a question that you didn't weren't prepared for. Okay. Um, who has more cats? <laughs> <laughs> Preston or Beth? Beth. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I don't know. That's that last scene with Preston and his wife. It looks like they have thirty-seven cats. <laughs> Isn't that about ballpark what Beth has? Guesstimate. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. around there. So you're going with Beth. I'm going with Beth. I also um, <laughs> I thought I had while watching all the promos for the IBC Network and just like the trash television that that is. It sure. made me think that the IBC Network would be definitely on Beth's watch list. She'd be an <laughs> IBC Network fan. So I let me. I have a question. I have that question. So I'll okay. ask it after Rob answers. Who has more cats, Beth, Preston or Beth? Beth, one hundred percent. I there's nothing to think about. It's Beth. <laughs> so Tyler, one of the questions I had was, what is modern day IBC? Mm. Like which network now? For me, it's Fox. Because <laughs> Fox was doing like the shock programming for a little while, right? They had Married yeah. with Children. Yeah. They had Simpsons. They had stuff like that. So what do you? What would you equate IBC with, if anything? I'll defer to Rob. I haven't had cable TV in a lot of time in a long time. I would, you know, Fox is a good comparison back in the day. Yeah, it's probably closest to like TBS or like TNT, as far as yeah. what I feel like IBC is. But okay. I mean, it's it's totally a mockery of like ABC and Fox had a child, and it would be IBC. <laughs> but um, yeah, the closest thing we got right now is like TNT. Okay. Uh, next category is this still holds up. Mm. So I only have two things. Bill Murray, because I think Bill Murray is timeless still, mm. even though he looks physically different. It's still Bill Murray. Like, his humor is the same. Like, you look at Chevy Chase now, and Chevy Chase is not Chevy Chase from... Yeah. No. Chevy Chase just seems like a pissed-off old man. Oh, yeah. Bill Murray it's... doesn't seem like that. If you see Chevy Chase right now, they're doing those photos. So when you go to a convention, you could do the froggy photos, um, yeah. which are, like, the professional photos with, like, the quote-unquote talent. And the sure. pictures with Chevy Chase, they're like, every one of them is just a misery of seeing somebody super mm. excited to meet, like, a childhood idol and the other person just sitting there, like, just take the fucking picture. So, yeah, Chevy Chase. Fuck you, Chevy Chase. Whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then my other one is um, just cr the Christmas Carol, the story, you yeah. know, uh, Charles Dickens classic. It's been made so many times, but I think it still works. Like, the idea of the story... The archetype of it, just the 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 you know past, present, future, like everybody can relate to it. Every version has been good. Um, so those are my two. Tyler, do you have something else? No. What what I was gonna say was the the Christmas Carol story. It's um, yeah, it it's it's great. And no matter which which format it's told in, it's still perfect. Yeah. Is this the best format it's been in? Yes. Because <laughs> it has Bill Murray. Rob? Uh, my favorite Christmas Carol is Mickey's Christmas Carol for some strange reason with Scrooge McDuck. Mine too. Oh, there you Mine go. Mine too. And that's the one I always kind of relate to. But as I said before, the theme of all these Christmas Carols always kind of make you think about, you know, life and how you treat people. And, you know, yeah. it's always around the holidays. I, I think that's very relevant. So, yeah. Yeah, it really is like a timeless story, right? It rings true in any, like, era we're in. Um, I would agree, though, Mickey's Christmas Carol is my favorite just <laughs> because I love Disney. It's also 30 minutes long. Yeah. So you just put perfect. it on. It's great. Um, and it's on Disney I love, Plus I mean, right now. 
It is. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Scrooge McDuck, man. It's the yep. best. Yep. Tyler, have you ever seen that? Yeah, and that, I love that one. That's that was kind of the, I think that was before DuckTales. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah right? I think that was like the introduction oh, yeah. to, to Scrooge. And so that, when I saw DuckTales, I said, hey, that's Scrooge from Christmas Carol. And, and that's why DuckTales is my favorite cartoon as a kid. Do you remember the DuckTales movie? Yes, I saw it in the theater. Yeah, where the hell is that at? It's got to be on, uh, it's on Disney Plus. I don't know if it is, I haven't looked. Well, I know the the series is, and I'm glad that Rob is still singing the theme song behind us. (laughs) Or rewrite history. What is, what is the, the, (laughs) the guy, the guy who's like a nerd. He turns into the robot duck. That's right? gi- Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, it's um. What's his name? It's Gizmo. It's Gizmo before he's like when he's the nerd, right? Uh, I forget. I'm shit. I'm thinking Launchpad McQuack right now. Yeah, yeah Launchpad McQuack. Launchpad is the, Gizmo, the pilot. Gizmo duck, not Gizmo duck. Oh my god! McQuack. Uh, shit! I hate every second <laughs> of this. All right. Would this movie be better if Gary Oldman was in it? And if so, who would he play? I got two people. He would play Gizmo was... Duck because that's the name of the guy. <laughs> Sorry. Perfect. Fenton Crackshell. No big deal. <laughs> and Flabbering Flabberskite he... is the uh, the code word. I'm sorry. I'm just going off topic here. Go ahead. Fuck. I love it. Who invited this guy? <laughs> I love that it's 1230 on the East Coast and Rob is like in his prime. He's oh up for the next God. six hours. Yeah, he's drunk. Drunk is an exaggeration, but I have had a few beers today between the Christmas parade and just sitting here. So, yeah. (laughs) Would this movie be better if Gary Oldman was in it? And if so, who would he play? Oh. I got Lee Hayward. Or excuse me, Lou Hayward. Ah. And I got Bryce Cummings. That's going to say Bryce Cummings. I want to see Gary Oldman as Bryce Cummings. He can't play the douchebag that well. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I think he might. Rob, uh, I would like to see him as uh, Lee Hayward. Lou Hayward. What I say, Lee. Close enough. Lou Hayward. <laughs> Perfect. I want to see him as Bryce Cummings. Okay. My favorite category, most memorable lines. Oh. I have a few. There's okay. a few. Okay. So now I have to kill all of you. <laughs> I love that. Um, he says it so calmly. Uh, I have to yeah. kill all of you. And they kind of, they don't know if he's being like serious or not. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I could only fire that poor son of a bitch <laughs> when he's referring to his boss. I have thought that. <laughs> um, we're indivisible. If I'm working late, you got to work late. If I can't work late, I can't work late. <laughs> it's just my favorite. Um, <laughs> you can hardly see them nipples. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you touch me again, I'm going to rip off your goddamn wings. <laughs> <laughs> and probably my favorite, and it's like a throwaway line, but it makes me laugh every single time, is that bitch hit me with a toaster. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a throwaway line, and it like picks up the next scene after she literally hit him with a toaster. There's nobody around, and that's, he just like kind of mutters that to himself. I can't imagine that was in the script. <laughs> yeah. That's it, man. I got all those. I think every single one except for you can hardly see them nipples is all from Bill Murray. Tyler, what do you got? Uh, I think 
my favorite is if you touch me again, I'll rip your god. I'm gonna rip your goddamn wings off. <laughs> and he like pushes her, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love when he's doing uh, Richard Burton in the shelter. He says, yeah. "I swear, thereby I forswear." <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a line uh, Rob should Rob, Rob should repeat with the, with the accent. Uh, but um, I like uh, you're looking at a guy who told someone today to staple antlers to a mouse's head to further my career. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's good stuff there's a lot i love them keep going you got more <laughs> i liked when uh this i'll end with bobcat goldthwaite saying hello wabbit <laughs> with the shotgun, shotgun in his face yeah. what a terrible yeah. shot he is by the way i know with the shotgun and i love that scene there's that moment where bobcat thinks that frank is like gonna attack him and he just runs right by him <laughs> <laughs> rob all right so my my favorite one is the nipples I just, <laughs> I want to see her nipples, but this is a Christmas <laughs> show. Well, Charles Dickens would want to see her nipples. You could barely see the, you could barely see them nipples. Um, and then they're like, see, and they're really looking. <laughs> That's really my favorite lines. Um, okay. The other, so I got a couple, and it's it's a lot of repeats. One of them is. Um, it's Lee Majors, the six million dollar. Like I, whenever I see him, it's that's the only thing I think of. It's Lee Majors. Um, go back to Jersey, you moron. Again, that's the staple of New York <laughs> State. There is a scene that we're playing uh, that Bill Murray was playing the dog. Right. So the ghost of Christmas Past is kind of in the audience, and they're like, "What is it?" He's like, "It's a bone." <laughs> and there's it's a, a like, bone, you lucky it's dog. It's a bone, you lucky dog. So like, that's a favorite line. So there's so many good ones, and then the, the one of the other ones again, not necessarily an everyday line, but it is a line because the people who surround my life are either screaming or they're mumbling. So it's there's a there's a problem in volume. So there's a line that's like I may be invisible but I'm not deaf. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I like to throw out there everyone. So th- those are uh, those are a couple of the favorites, but the nipple lines are the funnier lines. But the bitch hit me with a toaster is really funny. <laughs> uh, that's got I think that might be my favorite. I also like the if I'm working late, you got to work late. Yeah. And then she said, he's like, I care. Something like (laughs) that went through that whole thing. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. Elliot Louderman hit me with the toaster. Sorry, I'm good. I don't know. Tyler, what's what's your favorite? Um, It's if you touch me again, I'm going to rip off your goddamn wings. (laughs) And then he's like, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, The Samwise Gamgee Award for Biggest Wet Blanket. Oh. It's got to be Frank. Yeah. Like Frank's not letting anybody have any fun. Yeah. Does Frank have a weird like sexual chemistry with the blonde lady who's like sits on the board with the other like five guys who's the one who brings him the 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 newspaper and he's like who's that pretty lady? Oh, the chick from Lethal uh, Weapon. He is totally banging yeah. the chick from Lethal Weapon. Like they're fucking for <laughs> oh, sure, without right? a doubt in my mind. Without a doubt in my mind. All right, so in, Tyler, do you have anybody else for biggest wet blanket? No, I didn't even consider that question, but yeah, it's got to be him. It's got to be yeah, uh, he he. Yeah. I mean, he's talking shit to the guys trying to fucking play music on the on the side of the the, the road. Mm-hmm. Did you just learned that today. Yeah, Rob. You know who I think is the wet blanket is um, his brother's wife, which I can't find her name, but she's kind of like a judgmental bitch. 
Um, she was on that sitcom with David Spade for a long time. Oh, you know where what? They You're were absolutely like, right. Worked yeah. in the in the fashion industry. Wendy with the dude. She was she was with the dude from uh, Galaxy Quest. Oh. The the main guy from Galaxy Quest was also on that show. <laughs> the alien. What the hell is his name? Uh, I don't. You know remember. who I'm talking about. Anyways, no, I know what you talk. The 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 movie with like David Spade and like that whole thing, right? It's a show. Yeah, yeah it was a show. What did I say? Movie. But, but yeah, they thing. worked like in the fashion industry or some shit like that. Right. So anyway, she was in that. So she's the wet blanket. If we're gonna kind of pick a wet blanket, what the hell's she doing? She's a bitch. Be a little... She's telling her. She's telling her her husband not to be friends with her brother or his brother, who's clearly a fucking sociopath. It's her brother. It's his brother. It's as he says. So? It's my brother. Um, well, shame on him. Shame on him. Fair. All right. It's got to be Frank. For me, it's Frank. Mm-hmm. All right, Tyler. A question you have not asked or you have not answered yet. Because it's a newer question Dude. that we call movie real estate. Oh. I don't believe you've I, answered I, I, this. I have, yeah. Which podcast? Roadhouse answered this. Ah, uh, okay. Well, fuck me then. Oh, there We're you gonna go. ask it here. Movie real estate. Yeah. Best place to live. This is not per se a physical place. This is going to be a time period oh. that you would want to live in. Would you want to live in the past, present, or future? Um, I've always really romanticized like the fifties. Okay. Uh, and just how, you know. As a white man. so innocent. <laughs> right, yeah. It's just prime time to be a white man. <laughs> more, my than God. It, more than it always has been. Yeah. <laughs> clearly not, this. Not that it currently is not. Clearly this isn't yeah. going to be cut out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that I would want to capitalize on that. Of but course. just in I'm general. Kidding. I'm um, kidding. Yeah. Certainly not the future. Not the way they dis- they portray the future in this movie. It looks miserable. Yeah, the 50s. Uh, they're not even really in the... F- I mean, I guess if you say the past, because they're in the 50s. No, they're in like the 60s this and 60s, 70s, yeah, right? Yeah, the 60s, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would so, say for for me, it would be the past as well, because mm-hmm. um, the present just seems... I'm not... The 80s, I'm good. Like the late 80s. And then the future, Blade Runner, no, I'm good. Rob? <laughs> My favorite time in this movie is the 1970s, when he's kind of like just meeting Claire, and he's kind of just starting right. to work for the TV network. Like that... Like that seems to be the most kind of like kind of fun part of of the movie is if we're gonna find some real estate. So even like the shitty apartment that they're sharing in the nineteen seventies, like that's I'm there. Perfect. It's good. Call. Cool. So we're all going with the we're all going with the with the with the uh, past. Yeah. Uh, what do you wish there was more of in this movie? For me, I only think I'd like to see more of Frank and James, so the brothers, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, but. It's it was hard for me to think of anything for this because I think it has the right amount of everything in the movie. But that's the only thing I could really like. All right, I could see a little bit more of that. But I think the scenes that they're in are all really good, and I don't know that if you add more of them, it kind of takes away from what they're already in. Sure. Tyler. Yeah, I wouldn't want more of them together. I feel like that's the perfect amount. If it, it would become, it would just become something different. It would become too sappy. Sure. Or yeah. Uh, I think it's the perfect amount of everything. I would. I'm always gonna say I want more Bill Murray. So maybe if they just uh, added a couple more scenes, make it a bit longer. Okay. I'm sure he could. He could pull it off and just free ball a little bit more. <laughs> Him with the uh, with the blonde lady, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure, Rob. In a very RoboCop kind of way, I want like more IBC commercials and IBC programming. <laughs> Like, even if they just kind of sprinkle it throughout the movie, even when he's kind of going through everything, I think that would be the one thing that I really want from this movie. 
That's a great. That's that's a great choice. I didn't even think of that. More promos for the the shitty right. programming. That might be the winner right there. Woohoo! It is. Um, I might get a quote. Tyler, you've not. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> that's that's it. You're the quote right there. Um, Tyler, you have not answered this question because this is a newer question that I just introduced on the Ed Wood podcast, mm-hmm. and it's simply called the best question mark. And I want to know. I'm going to give you some people or things. This happens to be all people, but was this their best of their career? Was this like the peak of their career? Is there anything that they've done better than this? So mm. three people, Richard Donner. Mm. No, I'll say the Goonies. I think that's a better all around movie. So Goonies is prior to that. So Goonies was like peak of his career. Everything else is for, downhill for me. Well, I mean, we, we already talked about how great some of the things he's done. I mean, sure. Maybe Superman is his peak. I don't know. Okay. No, I'm saying for you personally, for me, it's Goonies, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Rob, it's Superman. I'm like, as far as Richard Donner goes, this is a very good compliment to because Goonies is an amazing movie, as is Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, it's Superman, but this is a good compliment to all of those movies. Yeah. Okay. Bill Murray, Tyler. Why are you going to me first? I need time to think about some of these. <laughs> okay. Rob, Bill Murray. Is it? It seems to be the Bill Murray movie I go back to the most often as far as my... I feel like Bill Murray is the most sincere in this movie. Um, you know, my other favorite Bill Murray movies is Lost in Translation, believe it or not, and Ghostbusters. Mm. Um, but I think there's more of the man in this movie than there is the other movies. Um, so Fair enough. Yeah, so that's my answer, my complicated answer. Okay. Tyler? I'm ready to answer now, nice. and I'm gonna say Groundhog Day. Ah, so no, no, strong, this this is this is up there. This is I don't know. He had such. It seemed like he topped himself. Even what about Bob? I don't know the the <laughs> chronology of this to to Groundhog Day to what about Bob? I think it would be this ground uh, this what about Bob then Groundhog Day probably like, like and, just knee jerk. I think that that's probably yeah. So. And, pl- and you said Ghostbusters was his role right before this? Yeah. Yeah, Ghostbusters was before Man, this. Yeah. I don't know how you can pick. I think Ghostbusters is more ensemble. So I think that you could you could kind of differentiate that way. Yeah. But I don't think that movie would be remembered at all if he weren't in it. So but I even think though that, it is ensemble. Yeah, I think you could say that for for Aykroyd and, and Reichman too, right? Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, what are we going to say, Rob? There, there is, like, Bill Murray in my head, he's got those series of movies in the 2000s that it was, like, it seemed to be all the Wes Anderson movies, mm-hmm. and then uh, Rushmore and the Royal Tenenbaums, and then that other one mm-hmm. that he's, like, Jacques Cousteau. Zissou. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, those are, like, interesting movies, but I just feel like they're too quirky. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And are those Bill Murray movies? They're, Those are Wes Anderson movies. They're Wes me. Anderson movies, yeah. But I, I, I think Tyler got it as far as a quintessential Bill Murray movie with Groundhog Day. You know, I always forget that movie, but that is, that feels the most like his movie besides this one. Okay. And for for you you clowns over there, the easiest question of all of it, of all these, Karen Allen, Tyler. <laughs> no. I mean, she is Marion, and uh, she, yeah. No, no, no. Rob? That's, she is her best there. Um, I have met Karen Allen. 
a couple of times. I've written her fan mail, and it has never been about Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, for me, I think Richard Donner's best film is Goonies. Oh. Uh, this is, for me, my favorite Bill Murray movie. Oh. Um, again, kind of what you said, Rob, is because I would go back to this most often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the only two Bill Murray movies I own are this and Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghostbusters 2 I think I own as well, but it's just because it came with, with number one. Um, and then Karen Allen. Yeah, it's Indiana Jones. But like I said, I'm kind of on the on the fence. I have a question. Did Karen Allen respond to your fan mail? She did. She well, someone did. No, she did. Um, she's got a like um, a a um, clothing shop up in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. So you can actually, if you're ever on the East Coast, if you want to go up to Great Barrington, uh, besides buying marijuana, you could go meet Karen Allen selling you like scarves and like shirts and shit like that. So she's a very nice person. Nice. Huh? Just saying. <laughs> She was, and like in the in the grand encounters of celebrities in my life, and kind of as I reflect on it, like the positive experiences, she was always very positive. So, thank you, Karen Allen. Where does Crystal Skull rank for you? Oh, as far as what? <laughs> she's I mean. awful in that movie. She's like my favorite thing is I, I I heard a review of Crystal Skull at one point, and they refer to Karen Allen as like Karen Allen took time as a toll booth collector to go and make wow. Crystal Skull. And I feel like that's the <laughs> best association. For, I know she's not a toll collector, but it's like that's the best association. She was just – she didn't need to be in that movie. It was a bad idea to have her in that movie. Um, yeah, I was disappointed she was in that movie. Sorry, so, everybody. So, Scrooge. I'm disappointed that movie exists. Yeah, well, there is that too. Well, we get to do it again when 5 comes out in about a year. God damn. I mean, we don't have to. But we will. We will. You don't have to. I mean, nothing has to, but we will. I, I will be honest with you right now. If we weren't doing something on the podcast for Rise of Skywalker, oh. I would not go see it. I'm thrilled no. that it's the three of us doing it. And I just, I no. know it's not a realistic thing to do it that night, just because the coordination of it all will uh, it's not. just, I, not I get it. But um, I'm super excited to do that. Super excited to do well, that. Well, to be fair, we're doing Last Jedi. We're not doing Rise of Skywalker. I thought we were doing Rise but, of Skywalker. No, we're doing a re- we're doing Last Jedi oh, is on the list, get and I'm sure we will talk about out of here. I thought that was going to be that last. Uh, oh my god! All right, my mis- my misunderstanding. What are we? What, we can't do a full review of Rise of Skywalker the night it comes out. Nobody will download it, Rob. Oh. I thought you would. I, that's. I see. I thought we were doing. I knew we were doing Last Jedi, but I thought you because you aren't you going with Jarrett to see it, Rob? This guy, yeah. So it's like yeah. yeah. So I thought you two plus Anthony would do like the same weekend uh, review. You need to. You need pop to. culture news. It'll be part of the pop culture news podcast. I'm sure. How could it just be a little part of it? I feel like it needs to be a monumental event. It's not a monumental event, Rob. Right. That's the problem. All right. It's a Star Wars movie. Sorry. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Get fucked. You know oh it's Oh, my not. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> He's angry. In the last three years, there's been five Star Wars oh, movies that have You're come right. out. Oh, that makes right. it not an event. But this is our first, as a podcast, movie yeah. that Star Wars comes out that we're all kind of going through at the same time. That's why we're gonna. it's going to be probably a large part of the pop culture news podcast. All right. I'll take it. 
I thought that doing The Last Jedi would be fun because I dislike that movie so much. You two bozos love it so much. It would be an interesting... <laughs> I'm pumped for it. I'm really excited. Yeah, this will be the, only the second time I've ever watched it. Nice. So Ooh. I assumed you guys would be pumped on that. If you were not, we can pivot. <laughs> no. no, I am like, let's do it. But yes, if we were not doing something on the pod for that, I would probably not see that movie. Wow. There's zero chance I would see it in the theater. You know, it's funny. I have wow. my neighbor, the sneaker guy, uh, told me the other day. He was just like, you know, I'm going to go see that movie. I was like, oh, I, I remember you saying, I hate it so much. I will never see another Star Wars movie ever. Sure. And everyone gets sucked in. I was like, well, you know, a couple of my buddies, we always see the movies together. And it's the last of the movies. So it's like, I guess I'm going to go see it. So I think everybody is in that boat of just like one way or another hate or love Last Jedi you're going to see right uh, the rise. It's of not the last of the movies, though. All right. Is it? I don't know. I can't see the future. It's the last of this of this series, but there will be Star Wars movies. I would assume that's why you. That's why you have to be excited because it's the last of this series. But it I don't. Our... I haven't liked the series, and don't say it's our trilogy for the fucking love of wow, God. Don't say goodness. that. But it's, I mean, it's the same Star Wars story. It's what we lived with and grew up with it's it's not a continuation of that eh, i not. think we can see who the wet blanket of the last <laughs> jedi really is no i think i don't i i it's it's i don't hmm. i can't wrap my head around how everybody is so like we have to see it because it's our star wars it's not our star wars our, it's not our a, star wars has come and passed has come and gone like we did that. Already. If anything, for this generation, for Tyler and I especially, our Star Wars. If you want to be a you know, technical about it, it's fucking it's it's the prequels. Yeah, those came out. Though that was the first series that came out while we were alive, start to finish. True. Yeah, not this guy. I get the original trilogy for being the old man. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying, I'm not excited to see it. This is the conclusion <laughs> the, of the Star Wars movies that I get to see with my kids. But I don't care about the Star Wars movie, this series. That's the problem. I think that's what you're taking. I think that's what you're misunderstanding is that's the reason I'm not excited about it is because I've lost interest in them. Sure. Mm. But you said recently that the Mandalorian has kind of like inspired you a little bit to kind of look forward to it a bit. For that, for the Mandalorian. Sure. It's inspired me for – it's it's wet – wetted – wetted? Wet. Mm -hmm. My appetite for – Star Wars. Nice. But still not for this this trilogy. Oh. I don't really like any of the characters. I'd like to have you live stream your reactions to The Last Jedi as you watch it the second time just to see <laughs> how I, I'm, angry That you would look. be amazing. I can't yeah. be as angry because it's not – I know what to expect, right? Oh. And I don't think by any means I'm going to dislike Rise of Skywalker. I might go in and think like, wow, J.J. did a good job and he wrapped it up. Right. Mm-hmm. There's that opportunity. There's because I didn't hate Force Awakens. I thought Force Awakens was like decent. Mm-hmm. But I've seen Force Awakens because I saw A New Hope <laughs> and I saw Empire Strikes Back. Can yeah. Can the podcast that we do for the Last Jedi can that be like we all start the movie at the same time and commentate as it goes? Like on no. the third lion roar, we just start. You know, <laughs> just nobody wants to watch that. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. Did anybody get that reference with the third lion roar? Yeah, the Wizard of Oz. Nice. Yes, Pink Floyd. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Ty. Makes me I feel didn't get better. It. I know what you're talking about, but I didn't get it. Good job, Tyler. 
All right, so whose movie is this? And we're talking oh, about Scrooge. Okay. <laughs> Tyler, it's really only one person, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it's Bill Murray's movie. All right, simple, right? Yeah. Easiest mm-hmm. question. Rob? It's Bill Murray's movie. It's Bill Murray's yeah. movie. Tyler, is this uh, your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Oh, man, I have so many that are at the top of the list. No, It's a Wonderful Life is my favorite. This is my favorite uh, comedy oh, Christmas okay. movie. It's up there. This is like this is top five Christmas movie for sure, okay. which is a tough list to crack. Huh. There's a lot Let's of... Hear it. Let's hear it. We're doing... I, we're potentially going to do this podcast. That, that's why I didn't want... Right. Why, I, don't do it. Don't do it. I, don't do it. Wow. I know having a baby screwed up my whole my whole schedule, man. Yeah, I know. Kids. Fuck. Rob. Yeah. Is this the best Christmas movie? For me? Yeah. The, it's it's this and Christmas story as far as my favorite Christmas mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Full stop. 100%. 100%. 100%. It's it's not for me, but I would say it's probably in my top 5. It's probably Home Alone for me. Mm. Um mm. but if I'm really being honest, it's probably a Nightmare Before Christmas, but I don't think of Nightmare Before Christmas as a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie per se, which I know it's both, but I just, for whatever reason, it doesn't like fit itself into either one sure. for me. It's a little bit of everything. So it's probably Home Alone. It's <laughs> a good choice. Or Die Hard. Or Die Hard. <laughs> you got to watch that, like movies that made us Die Hard. It is amazing. Yeah. Tyler's fucking every time I bring it up, Tyler always brings up Bruce Willis's roast when he says oh. Die Hard's not a, a fucking it, Christmas movie. It's and you not can't take up, anything Yeah, it's not up to Bruce take anything Willis. serious. Yeah, and you can't take anything serious they say in those roasts. No, that's They're just trying to get ratings. Stupid. Yeah. I just don't think I, it never even not once crossed my mind that it was a Christmas movie. Does anybody watch going to the a Christmas party? Anymore? No. No. They're no. going to a Christmas party. I don't want Christmas to music again. playing. What is yeah. what does Alan Rickman say, Rob? Is Christmas the <laughs> shit? I was I, I watching it the other day and I was just screaming, laughing. It's Christmas the It's the time of miracles. How, how many times did you and I say that at uh, Comic Con? <laughs> that was our favorite thing in the middle of July to say. It was a lot, dude. It's Rob and I, and people were probably like, "I don't know what these guys are saying." Christmas the <laughs> It's the time of miracles. Um, <laughs> Tyler, mm-hmm. do you have any other questions you'd like to ask? Oh. Uh, well, the one I was going to ask is, does anyone play an irredeemable but strangely likable asshole better than Bill Murray? Wow. Vince Vaughn? Vince? Oh, huh. That's an interesting I, I Vince Vaughn He's to not, me is always- Is he irredeemable? Uh, like in old school? Yeah. Cheating on his wife. Okay. Wanting to have sex with like underage women. Old school doesn't hold up, but it's funny. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, huh. For whatever reason, I think of Vince Vaughn when it comes out because I think he's always playing like somebody who's sarcastic, very dry. Um, but I'm not saying obviously Vince Vaughn is in Bill Murray's wheelhouse, not even yeah. in the same zip code. Wow. But I think Vince Vaughn had a pretty solid run for a little while there. Um, but yeah, that that would be the only person, but probably not. I think it's just because Bill Murray's so dry. What do you think, Rob? I think Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Swingers. Swingers, for some reason, seems to hold up. And I know it's a very dated movie because there's a lot of shit that goes on that's very specifically dated to the late 90s. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of that that is like, 
you know, relatively relatable. Um, but I, I think Bill Murray does kind of hold that little bit of just like, wow, this guy's such a dick through the movie. But for mm-hmm. some reason, I seem to be rooting for him, and I just can't figure out why. And Chevy Chase is a runner up, but does not hold a candle to Bill Murray. Yeah. But when is Chevy Chase like, I don't know, just like this level of prick? He's never. Not this level. No, not this level. Because, see, I mean, the the role calls for like a level of prick on this thing. um, Sure. That Chevy Chase did not do. Sure. All right. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I just thinking of watching it again and then thinking of Groundhog Day where he's also just a piece of shit, but you love him despite it or maybe because of it. It's just <laughs> I don't know if it's it's unique to Bill Murray that he's just so great despite playing this type of guy a number okay. of times. Yeah, like I it's for yeah, like I said, it's probably Bill Murray. I don't know who else is who else is doing that. All right, last question, Tyler. So Scrooged, underrated, overrated, properly rated. 70% critics, 71% audience. I think it's very underrated because I don't hear many people talk about it. I know maybe if you grew up when we did, you know, those types of people talk about it. We people talk about (laughs) it. But, um, you know, the 70 percentile, that's pretty low. I don't know. I'm going to say it's very underrated. Rob? Highly underrated. I can't believe it's in the seventies. That's a that's. I feel like that's almost insulting. Um, it really <laughs> is because it's like what the fuck? And like we 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 talk about all these movies <laughs> that are in the eighty kind of realm, and this thing is in like the low seventies, and this is like yeah. not only a good I movie, think... like an emotional movie. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I think it's really because of Christmas, right? These movies get discounted. It's too they, bad. Uh, Who's looking? I, I think critics most of the time just say, "Oh, it's a Christmas movie." Like, sure, there's the the classics, "It's a Wonderful Life," you know, but even something like Home Alone, I think it's in the '60s. Is it really? Wow. That's too bad. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So I think that some of these movies, you just you just, ah, oh, it's a Christmas movie. It's an like underrated. It's, it's hokey. Movie. Yeah. I would say it's underrated for all the same reasons you're saying, and then also my my guy Damien has not seen this movie. What? Mm, that's so. He was here. I was like, oh, I got to watch this movie. It was like halfway through. I was like, I got to finish taking my notes. And he like, it came on and it was the scene where Karen Allen, like the, the, hey, lumpy, right? Scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, who's that lady? Like, she looks familiar. And I was like, are you, wow. is this, is this yeah. fucking real life? And then he's like, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. And I was like, you've never seen Scrooged with Bill Murray. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. So I just turned it off because I didn't want him to see it from that point. Um, so I think it's underrated. If my guy hasn't seen it, it's got to be underrated. Uh, yeah, he's got some answering. You got to answer. Got some, some explaining to yeah. do. Some explaining to do. Yep. Come on, buddy. Rob, what time is there? There. It's five minutes to one. <laughs> no big deal. And he is going strong. I'm. Hey, man, he's I'm like, still wanna... with you guys, hundred <laughs> percent. He's like, you guys want to watch Last Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that one tonight? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, this has been fun. This went really, really long. I think yeah. this podcast is longer than the movie. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> which I don't know. I don't know if that's okay or not. Oh, but we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go with it. This is like we Batman level you long. S- yeah, you said you created this podcast to talk with friends, and this feels like this really is in the wheelhouse of agreed. Yeah, this is why you did this. All right. yep. Gentlemen, this was yep. lovely. I had yes. a great time, Rob. Thank you for jumping on. I appreciate it. 
Thanks you were, for taking You were me. awesome, even though you had no idea what was going on Not 50% of the time. Most of the time. It's 1 a.m. Yeah, it on is. On the dot. Tyler, I'm sorry this bozo had to jump on and steal your thunder. <laughs> no Wait way. a minute. The, the compliment you. went to real shitty right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to hedge my bets, man. I know, I, I know who I'm talking to. So. Yeah. All right, guys. This was this fun. Was fun. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Both of us. Also, things. we're doing a we're doing a uh, cookie decorating party at my house on the twentieth. Either either one of you guys are in town. All right, cool. It's twentieth. Yeah, sorry, yeah. you weren't on the you weren't on the list. Oh, no. are we getting a Christmas card this year? Yeah, man, I just did the photos. Oh, we did the photos today. Sweet. Thanks, Nick. They're not up to snuff. Oh. They're not up to snuff. Ooh, that's that's bad news for Damien. No, no, it's not a Damien thing. It's a we have a dog and a and a four month old. Right. Getting them both to uh, want to be in the photo is difficult. <laughs> mm. Can I get a, like a so unfortunately? Sorry, I'm just go ahead. No, can I get a personalized no. little message on my Christmas card this year, or am I just getting the generic Christmas card? I don't know, Rob. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I, I assist with taking the photos. I don't have anything to do with, uh, with the. Uh, you know, mailing them out or getting them made or anything like that. Nicolette, if you could make it personalized this year, it would mean a lot to me. <laughs> you got to talk to the big guy. That's what I it's just it's laid to, the message out it's for It's all up you. to Nick, yeah. Sorry. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for being on, and we will do it again maybe next week. I don't know. Who knows? Cool. All right, everyone. That is the Scrooge Podcast. Thanks to Tyler and Rob for being on. This is a fun one. I'd uh, love to hear what everyone thinks about holiday movies, what some of your favorites are. Uh, definitely let us know on our social media platforms. You can give us a follow on Instagram at The Morning Geekdom, Facebook and Twitter at Morning Geekdom. Always shoot us an email, themorninggeekdom at gmail.com. Uh, need those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on any of the platforms you're listening to us on, including Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Podbean. And uh, tell a friend. Podcast is doing really well. I keep saying it every time. Uh, and that is because of all the listeners and we, we appreciate it um, yeah if you enjoy it tell somebody else about it maybe they'll enjoy it can't wait to do it again next week shout out to Gary Oldman <laughs>